So last week, um, we talked about Beck uh, doing the winner of our second shot contest. Yeah. And then we never actually announced the winner. You tagged again. We were all sidetracked with whatever we were talking about at the time. But uh, I did ask him on a side thing. Um, wow. Who did you guys choose? It was not me. I let him choose. Uh, and uh, do you want to talk about it now before the theme, or do you want to get into it in the middle of the show? No, let's go. Throw the theme on. Let's All go, right, let's bro. do this, motherfuckers. Here you go. This is the reason you watch. Uh, skip forward about two hours. It'll play again. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the snacks of life. The snacks of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the snacks of life. The snacks of life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Snacks of Life podcast with comedian Mike Rita and my ho, the Snack Man. This week's guest is our new sponsor, Catamatch.ca. Are you looking for someone to get high with and watch movies? Well, Catamatch.ca wants you to find your match. Catamatch.ca. Really, really excited to have Catamatch on board, Mike. What a great idea, man. Yeah, we were talking about how funny that is. People who smoke weed a lot of the time carry massive antisocial behaviors as well. And it's like, what better than to just be able to text somebody and be like, what well, movies you like? You like Scorsese? Yeah, I think Scorsese. I don't know when the last time you were in the dating game, Mike, but <laughs> <laughs> coming from, some, from a single man in his late 30s, soon to be 40, you see on these dating apps, people write 420 friendly so that in their profile. Know. Yeah, you know, casual drinker, but I, I smoke not, a fuck ton uh, of weed. I have not dated for a long, long time. The boy is with it. I don't even know how to talk to the ladies anymore. I say, madam, good evening. Could you help me with a little sip of your sarsaparilla? I have no idea what, how to talk to ladies anymore. No? And, uh, unless you're my wife. I don't know how to talk to you. Like, And, you're, and you hear you're like, do the laundry. <sighs> I've been doing the laundry lately, believe it or not. Really? I've been doing the laundry. I figured out a, a two-basket system here that I can fit them in the Z and bring them. I don't like bringing laundry in the Z. I'm going to tell you why. It's a little degrading. That's right. Because it's a sick, convertible, beautiful, old, sick car. And here is old Reed's cruising along with a laundry basket in his passenger seat. So I told you, I'm like, I can't fucking do it. So, but I found two baskets that fit perfectly in the trunk. They're little baskets. I fill them with laundry and I go bring them. Wang, 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 wang. Because I don't do the washing part there. I just do the drying. We don't have a dryer at the house. We have a washing machine. Yeah, you said the, the, the times, they are a changing and it's getting to line season where you can hang your drawers out the backyard. Too much work. You know, imagine that you had a stalker, say maybe his name's Cocaine Brian. Cocaine Brian. And you just catch him in your backyard pulling your uh, drawers off the line. Just underwear? I'm not mad if it's just underwear. If he's taking like a pair of pants, I love my pair of pants. I am, listen, I am a chronic pant wearer for like, I'll buy one pair of jeans. I'll spend a hundred bucks on it. And I'll wear those pairs of jeans until I beat the shit. Look at these ones. You know what I'm saying? I'll beat the shit out of my jeans. I won't wash them fully for two months. You're not necessarily supposed to watch real denim. You're not supposed to wash. I got only two pairs of real denim. And it took me like a month to break them in. You know what I mean? And nowadays they can take a bullet. I'm almost 100% they would take a bullet and I wouldn't like die. Real denim is fucked up. 
real denim like from like the 1800s salvage what, you know that shit's nuts bro. yeah salvage raw denim i have a few pair of those jeans and like when you first get them they're they're putting ink in your josh your washer for yeah. for a while and that's why you don't wash them actually um god damn denim but denim was made that you bought it and it lasted it was supposed to last through the, the storms through you fucking picking up hay it was workwear man these were talking we were talking about gold rush days where these motherfuckers are out there smashing pickaxes and shit who like made that denim he must have been like damn it this is the greatest fabric i've ever done it's twined intertwined i believe that levi strauss that's the name great german inventor i believe that he was working in the gold rush i could be wrong but I believe he was working in the gold rush and thought to himself, I should take the material that these tents are made out of or like something that was on like the, I don't know. Something really hurdy. Yeah, like, like the stagecoach or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. And he was like, I'm going to make some jeans out of this, sh pants out of it. And he made denim jeans for workwear because, I mean, let's face it, back in the day, if you take a pair of dress pants or a pair of regular slacks. Dreams over within a couple of days. You you fall down. How many times you as a kid fall down and, you're, and scuff your knee and go right through the fucking... That shit don't happen with jeans. No. You can fall as a kid with jeans on. Worst you got was a couple little nicks. Through the jean from the little sharp rocks. And now we've come full circle where you buy your jeans fucked up to start with. I it only seems buy like fucked up jeans. The more fucked up, the more expensive they are. I only buy fucked up jeans because it allows me to look scrungy because I am scrungy. It's a look, though. Look at my look. Wait, let me fucking move this. I have one over here. I'm just stupid. This guy's fucking dumb. Ugh. No, but listen, what were we starting? We were starting the podcast. Oh, yeah. So who did Beck choose as the winner? Can you see what I'm hearing? No, or he, no. cho he chose the other guy. So he chose the uh, the neon trampoline park, and his reasoning for it, actually, it, it was sound. He said that they're equally good experiences, but one person had the audacity and balls to go out in public, and that he just kept thinking that there was like a, a, trap a trampoline park full of children that this person had to deal with while high on acid, rather than just... You know, being clowns with his homies. I would never be able to deal with anybody high on acid that isn't high on acid. If you're not high on acid and I'm talking to you, I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> I just I just hate that you're not high with me. <laughs> like, why are you talking to me, man? Don't you know that right now I'm currently riding the wave that is all along the Watchtower by Hendrix? Get away. Get away, bro. I've never been one to deal with people while high on drugs. I don't even deal with people in, in normal day-to-day -day life. I am. Sunglasses on, head down. Don't talk to me. I'll talk to you. Same. And, and, and you know, like, I just am. I've always been that way. Same. Um, doing drugs, it's like when you first started smoking weed and you always thought everyone around you thought you were high and smelt like weed and then eventually you come to terms with that and you just don't give a fuck anymore that's right i kind of have come to that point where if i'm doing psychedelic drugs and i'm out in public it's for a reason and i'm generally surrounded by people that are as equally fucked up as i am and if it's they're not it's their problem not mine and i'm just here to enjoy it so it is what it is at that point. You know what I mean? No way, man. I don't. Yeah, like I mean, if you're at a festival, hi, that's different. I get it. I went to Santana at the Budweiser stage with my dad a couple summers ago, and it was the first time he did acid since 1988. And I dosed him, and we dosed, and we went to the Santana concert, and we sat on the lawn and and had a good time. And you know, that's a mixed crowd where it's not like going to a dead show where 
everyone's high it's like some people are trying to get high some people are like old heads that are like i just like the riffs yeah there's some there's some business people there you know like there's some like yeah just old heads like Dude. it's not just all degenerates like it's not like going to see fish like you go to see fish and you throw up sober you're in the minority listen the santana open with black black magic woman no he can't mm -mm. he has to play that near the end you know what the fucked up part about that concert is to show his diversity and how long he's been cool for Carlos Santana, infinitely cool. Let's be realistic. Um, the song that gets all the people's reaction is the Rob Thomas song. Well, I got a bad, and a bad, it's smooth. No, That's smooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he and Rob Thomas obviously isn't there. He has like a background singer. He's got like. You know, four four females or something, and a male background singer, and that's the, but that's the song that people go crazy for because uh, I think that's like it hit it hit more generations maybe or I don't know. Yeah, you know what? That was such a big song. Gary Make it real, or let's forget about it. And taking into consideration that was in a time where Rob Thomas was fucking. Huge with Matchbox 20, right? Man, the whole number band thing of the early 2000s drives me nuts. The Blink-182, the Matchbox 20s, the Sub-41. Finger 11. It never ends, bro. All these bands and their numbers, get the fuck out of here. Do you think there. that that comes from like the, the old school, like the Bush X thing, though, where like... <laughs> There's so many band names that if you put a number, they can't fuck with you. Because, like, right. people out there may not know. Mike obviously knows by his reaction, though. But Bush, uh, Gavin Rosdale, uh, that band, pretty famous alternative band in Canada, had to release their first record and possibly even their second record with X at the end of it because there was a band in Canada that owned the copyright Bush. They now have purchased that because they're huge. But Swallowed. Is that Bush? Swallowed, is swallowed. Glycerine was another yeah. big song for Glycerine that. is their huge one. Yeah. How the fuck did I go to Swallowed? Swallowed's got to be number two on Spotify. There's no way. But still, Swallowed. I'm going to fuck Gwen Stefani Inner Peak. Yeah, Inner Peak, for sure. Yeah, Inner Peak, for sure. Not that, not getting the uh, Blake Shelton. <laughs> the Blake yeah, Shelton like she's so somebody. over the top now. It's like, you were the ska queen, bro. You were on stage with Sublime, bro. Get those fake plastic. She might, you know, my wife was like, it's plastic surgery. I was like, I don't know, man. What's the funny though is always looks like she has those jeans though. Yeah, and like, she was such a cute punk rocker in the day. Like, mm. oh God. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Gwen Stefani was Gwen babe. Stefani is the babe of all babes from the 90s, bro. Like, band-wise? Yeah, I mean, do you remember Veruca Salt? Yeah. There was, so I actually had this debate. Maybe you're a good person to bring this debate into. I had this debate with your nemesis. Wow. I had this debate with your nemesis, and he reposted something this week. That hole was better than Nirvana. Oh, truth, truth, turtle, and I was like, I know oh, you're trolling yeah, me now. He's trolling. You have to be trolling. And he was like, No, man, Courtney Love is a genius. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Courtney Love, Co Courtney Love obviously is somewhat talented, but she's a fucking basket, and she needed friggin' Billy Corgan at one point, just the same way I feel like she wasn't organized enough to do a lot of that stuff without 
some influence. You know what I'm saying? You think Billy Corgan was in on it? Billy Corgan uh, is officially and factually in on um, the death. Uh, celebrity skin. No, no, no. Billy Corgan co-wrote a lot of celebrity skin after Kurt passed. Wow. And uh, there's a beef. Uh, you, you can look like look this up, but there's a beef where Billy Corgan says that he didn't get credit for as much of the album as he. Created. But Billy Corgan's also a weirdo too. Let's keep a hundred percent here. Billy Corgan's <laughs> a bit of a weirdo too. A bit. Uh, last week. Uh, was national concert? It, it it just ended. It was from Wednesday to Wednesday. I, I bought Billy Talent tickets. Did you? <laughs> For at Budweiser Stage? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Um, yeah, I remind me. You got connects for that show. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Who's your guy? You got Budweiser Stage or Billy Talent connects? I don't want to get into it. I've got connections at the Budweiser stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and I talked about that already. Yeah. I just thought it was Billy Talent. Like, you got Billy Talent connects? Though? No, no, no. I don't have direct connects to Billy Talent. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't so... like I hit AFI before they went Screamo, and I never really got into the Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent. One of the worst Canadian bands is Alexis on Fire. My son got his hair cut by the bassist. The guy cuts hair, so... It is what it is. Alexis on fire pisses me off. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Yeah. What's your beef? <laughs> Reet's beef. Reet's beef. Alexis on fire is overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I never really got into it, man. I was a punk rocker. When I was a punk rocker, I listened to No Effects, Propagandi, Propagandi, uh, fucking strung out you know bands like that yeah, I, I i didn't mind snake i didn't buy mind ska i listened to uh, lesson jake and goldfinger and real big fish and i don't listen to none of those ska bands <laughs> i listen to mighty mighty Bostones and uh, it's a ska band i know i was like none of those ska bands. okay <laughs> i was like mighty mighty Bostones and obviously the kings of all ska sublime have you ever had to knock on wood because <laughs> i know someone who has it makes you wonder if you could <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, that's so good. What what about a, a a super in my opinion underrated Canadian band? We have a a, a person that uh, may or may not watch the podcast but was a follower of mine, uh Junkyard Jesse, who is the drummer for the legendary in my opinion Headstones. Wow, Headstones. The yeah. great uh 102.1 The Edge days. Headstones got a lot of airplay back in the day. I and I was talking to him. Hey, we about, got a buzz. Yeah, there is, isn't there? There is. Is it the? Is this is like? Is it the phones or like? What's the thing that you touched last week? Dude, what the fuck? Touch your cables. Seems like it could be these headphones, dude. Oh. No. I don't know, man. Ah, uh, all right. We'll hopefully do it. it does. It. Hopefully it's only a buzz for us and not for the. If it's a buzz, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, just pretend you're tripping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we have uh, Junkyard Jesse who follows us at for the drummer of the Headstones. They're going on tour. That's a, I, I would say an underrated Canadian band. I'm trying to think of great underrated Canadian bands. When you think of great underrated Canadian bands, you think of Sam Roberts. Oh, dude. I, I, I've seen Sam perform a few times. He always throws a great show. Right? Same with The Truth. Always seen The Truth. Always an amazing show. You yeah. don't seem to like The Truth. 
Well, there's no place I'd rather be. No poor old broken-hearted reeds. <laughs> they do have a lot of... Uh... No, you gotta like the truth. They, at one point, they were like, the hardest-working band in Canada was their title. They did like 200 and something dates in a, in a year. Yeah, I remember that. They played everywhere. They played everywhere. They played everywhere for everybody and, uh, and, and quality, as far as I'm concerned. Same another band, a Canadian band, since we're on the topic that I've, I've seen multiple times. Sloan. Sloan, awesome. Was it Sloan? No. Oh. But Sloan is awesome. Uh, and I've seen Sloan, like, we're talking Edge Fests in 99. Damn, like, All peak Sloan. Yeah, oh, yeah. But another band that I saw at, at, at Edge Fests and Somersaults and Warp Tours back in the day that was huge for me was Finger Eleven. Wow. Dude. Always a great show from Fuck, Finger Eleven. I'm trying to think of a, one of them. Uh, Paralyzer. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Now, they had that one. It was kind of slow and like ballady. Well, they were the Rainbow Butt Monkeys before they That's were Finger right. Eleven, and Classic. they had the song "Circles," with running around in these circles, circles. That's uh, the Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Finger Eleven, bro, give me a Finger Eleven song. Oh uh, yeah, we could do that. No, like just Paralyzer. But, no, but that was really hard. What's another one? Oh man. That's I'm trying to think, man. I, you know, it always happens where like you get put on the spot and then you you blank. Yeah, go. I'm blanking too, but they had that one. It was like black and gray video almost. And it was like, uh, oh, they were definitely in that. Like, uh, uh, you know what? There's so we got a, paralyzer. One thing. That's the one. Could that be one thing? Here I traded it. Oh, we're on the water. Above ninety-eight. This guy's fucked. Above. That was another song by them. That was a it was a big one. There's a lot of these bands that are. Coming back out with music. Uh, yeah, but you know who's going out of music? Who's that? Sub 41. So back on the... Back on the, the $25 tickets. This guy got yeah. $25 tickets to Darien Lake, Sub 41 Offspring. Yeah, dude. And the great thing, I've said this in episode, I think it was two with the concert vault. One of my favorite... And I call it a local Toronto venue. Because really, it's... Just across the water. Yeah, it's just... Like, it's, it's not that far. Darien Lake has what... Canada's Wonderland used to have. Do you remember Kingswood Music Theater? Yeah, that's right. Huge. And, and like, dude, we're talking about, when you talk about the bands that played Kingswood, Grateful Dead. No. Yeah, 84. Madonna. The Who. Like, there's crazy bands that, that played, played those King, giant theme parks, bro. Played Kingswood. And Darien Lake, uh, much like Kingswood, if you buy a ticket to the show, you get into the park for free. So for the $25 American, you get access to the park all day long, and then you get to see uh, The Offspring and Some 41 on their final tour. How can you beat that, Reitz? If I knew. <laughs> all right, wait. We're going to get into our first snack of the day. Oh, no, we have a pizza coming. We do have a pizza coming, uh, but it's still probably like 30 minutes away. Do you want to listen to some Finger Eleven? What are you going to give me? I'll give you that one thing. <laughs> the year is 19 the year is 2002 i think it's 03 yeah your friends just got home from school you turned on much music and rick campanelli just Restless fucking brought this tonight, up cause I wasted the light. you're like wow i wonder who i'm gonna be as i grow up am i gonna like music like this <laughs> yeah. and the, the irony of this is this is a complete flip when you consider what Finger Eleven actually sounds like most of the time, 
Yeah, let's take a let's let's take a look at what Finger Eleven, you know, the songs that they came up on. Are, are, I'm your paralyzer. No, that's stuck. Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, that's paralyzed. Uh, no. I feel I'm stuck by you. Yeah, right in Yeah. It. My favorite, actually, in this song, it's, it's a great song, is uh, where he says that uh, he's talking about the club and he'd rather not be here. And, like, the whole song is basically him telling off the fact that he has to perform. It's very Mike Rita. I hope they cancel the show. <laughs> the year is 2009. Let's get into it somewhere around here. <laughs> this was a huge song. This was a good one. Damn, bro, I gotta put this in my Spotify. Man, Finger 11, underrated. Yeah, he says, I hope it's closed next week. He says, I hope it's closed next week. Here's where it hits, man. Come on now, that's... That's good Canadiana right there. You're in the middle of the pit. You're going crazy to that shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are, man. So I bought uh, I bought tickets to see another great show coming to Budweiser Stage. $25 to go see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper Reads. Oh, oh, Alice Cooper, man. Alice Cooper. The posters are in the temple. Oh, I just want to see him do schools out. If I, I've, I've seen it a few times and it never gets old. Right? No, I don't. Never do the whole thing. Of course, yeah. And uh, the last time I actually saw Alice Cooper perform, he was in a band called Hollywood Vampires. Are you familiar with them? No. Alice Cooper was in a band called Hollywood Vampires that contained two people, legends from different spectrums. Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah? Played guitar. Was he on stage? Yeah. Johnny Depp played guitar in the band. He was part of the band. And the other one was uh, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Wow, that's so random. And, and Alice Cooper, Hollywood that's, Vampires. Dude, that band had more things around their wrist than any other band. And Joe Perry and Johnny Depp, man, that they should have been called the Bracelet. And, and Alice Cooper, there's probably so much silver on that stage. It just random, like, like yeah, like know. a whole country's GDP worth of silver <laughs> in like very gothic uh, rings. As they walk, they just jingle everywhere. Like. Yeah, I mean Johnny Depp basically went from being uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape to uh, a pirate for the rest of his life. And yeah, he's been a pirate for the rest of his life now. He became Jack Sparrow, and he was just like like Daniel Day Lewis the rest of his life. He's never not been a pirate now. Yeah, he wears those old pirate like grandma hats, like the kind of floppy hats. Even it. in a suit, he looks like a pirate. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with that guy? He, he did the thing. I remember when I uh, saw Pauly Shore, and he said, "You know, I can never not be Pauly Shore." And I can't get cast in movies anymore because if I get cast in a movie, it's it's only to be Polly Shore or somebody that is Polly Shore. And I think Johnny Depp maybe is like, you know, like he's he's he, he just lives can, that. Uh, yeah, dude, Johnny Depp. Johnny, we got a new movie. Uh, is it a pirate? <laughs> or like something similar to a pirate. Uh, am I uh, looting? Am I uh, on a boat? Am I, uh, you know? I, I made he he's in the dior con uh commercial have you seen it where he's playing guitar and he looks like a pirate playing guitar no no this buzz is annoying the fuck out of me i sure hope that it's not annoying the fuck out of you guys listening well, to the podcast what we'll do to cover the thing right now then is, is we're gonna eat a snack which snack are we gonna start with well uh I, what we have here is is we have yeah the- wait before we even bring up the snacks i want to say that snack man outdid himself this week this guy brought s- hostess strawberries garlic parm chips and nutella fucking cookies 
And you already got into some of these snacks, which is kind of against the rules. I, did, I was so hungry when I got here. I needed it. You know, and uh, and again, I don't normally put a seal of approval on things. And I have recently on this show, which has been hard for me because generally I'm not, you know. Ooh, which one of these three are you putting seal of approval on? Bro, I absolutely love those Malatop Reese pieces. Reese oh, cups. yeah, these. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try it, bro. Let's try a Malatop, bro. So these are a limited edition for Easter. They come out occasionally. They're called a mallow top. They got a marshmallow top to the Reese with the traditional Reese bottom. Absolute fire smelling right off the top. Just smells. We've got white top, not white chocolate. Not to be confused with the white chocolate No, Reese. it's like a marshmallow. And then, of course, when you, you get down to the bottom here. Normal Reese. Normal Reese with peanut butter in the middle. And uh, this is a personal favorite of mine. This man. looks fire, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. You giving it the Russell Oliver? Wow. The thing about it is, is that they've done a lot of things over the years with the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Because it's such an iconic chocolate bar, if you want to call it chocolate bar, chocolate cup. Whatever. They done a lot of stuff. They put potato chips in it, pretzels, pieces. We're talking. They got creamy ones. They got crunchy ones now. That is the best one. I think it's the best one, man. It, it might be better than an original Reese's. And that was what I was just gonna get at, Mike. <laughs> it's very hard to make something better than something as iconic as a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, there's only a few companies that have ever done the side chocolate and it's been better than the original this is up there i'm gonna give a a notice to another company that did this once not a, not a marshmallow one yeah caramel iconic canadian company caramel yeah they came out with a maple caramel once it was fire Ab I remember that. do you remember that yeah i do yeah. absolutely better than the first one not even close the maple caramels are better than the original caramels, man. It's hard to outdo a, a Reese's peanut butter cup, but that mallow one, and, and this is what I think it That's does. That's a 10, bro. It's fucking close, dude. I, I put the marshmallow part down on my tongue first, just so it, it just engulfed. Does it not give the peanut butter more creaminess? And it also makes, there's like a salt in that marshmallow or something that really brings out the peanut butter. What the fuck is going on with this, dude? Like, we really need to, like... Uh, You're going to figure it out? I'm going to play around with it while we fucking... Can I Can I have more snacks? You can eat more snacks, yeah. What's let's another see. verified one on this fucking... Um, let's see. Uh, well, see, the Nutella biscuits, I have... They're new in America. And you tried them already? No, 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 no. The only thing that I've tried... I've tried the strawberry Twinkies on this table previously, and I've tried the uh, the Mallow Cups. The other two are, are new to me as well. The Nutella biscuits are not new. You can find them. They've been in Europe for a while, but now they're new in America. Soft biscuit or hard? Oh, well, why don't you open them and find out, Mike? Oh, I can't handle the pressure. I'm like, you haven't had them, though? Damn, bro. <laughs> All right, you get into this. I'm going to play with these cords. I don't know what's going on here. Cord it up. James Corden. Oh, oh they had it. Uh, it's a... Uh, I don't understand it, dude. Like, where is the... Uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully nobody else can hear it. I hope not. So you jumped into it. I just... 
ripped open. I'm gonna light up another. Biscuits. I'm gonna open up another blunt here. Okay, wait, wait. Let's do this quick. Cause I'm excited for this. This looks good too. Nutella biscuits, little cookies. I'll let you know they're they're hard. So they're more cookie. Not so okay, okay. And it looks like it's a top and a bottom, like right? a, like a like a cup, some sort of saucer or something. How they keep the Nutella from drying up is a trip. Right? They put a ring of chocolate at the top that is the Nutella. So the Nutella stays inside the cookie without, wow. You're right, they did. Mm. These are dangerous. I love Nutella. See, I don't necessarily like Nutella. I wouldn't eat it on toast like most people do. My son loves it. These are good, though. That's a good cookie. Like, if this was just a cookie, you didn't know it was Nutella, that's a good cookie by itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I posted these, I must, my DMs got flooded with people telling me how fire they were. And they come out in a few different variations, these Nutella biscuits. If I ever make a profile in Canamatch, I'm just going to put snacks. No pictures of me. Just random munchies on my profile. Right now. You have to put three snacks. What are you going with? I'm definitely putting a pizza that I made. Solid. I'm definitely putting a pizza that I made. I'm probably putting up some, like, not necessarily super exotic snacks, but, like, snacks that, like, speak to me. Um, caramel bugles. Mm. Mm. Caramel bugles are going on that list, man. I can't stay away from those motherfuckers. You fucked up my life with those. No caramel snack has come close. Caramel it's, popcorn, suck a dick. Caramel popcorn is amazing and so subpar com compared to caramel bugles. Exactly. I loved caramel popcorn my whole life. Yeah. Caramel bugles, I'm like, oh, I never go back. I you can't. It's ridiculous. It really, truly is. Um... I don't know, man. What other what other snack would I put, man? We've had some fire snacks in the last little bit, man. Like some serious bangers. But like, I I just want to stick with like some some old school stuff that like you know I eat on a regular basis. Probably. I don't know. I'd probably put up a cereal. I'd probably put up like uh, trying to think. I really like the the Tim Hortons apple fritter cereal. I don't Ho know hotel Hotel Frosted Flakes. <laughs> hotel cup of frosted flakes room key beside it i do a lot of fucking in <laughs> hotels i'm not sure if you're aware of that my creed <laughs> i do not do any fucking in any hotels and i want you to know that uh, the only thing that i fuck up that i fuck in hotels is the beds and uh the shower fuck. curtain uh, why don't you share with everybody your tips for smoking in a hotel room? No, they're, they're, they're bulletproof, man. As everybody knows, I am a traveling comedian and I'm doing this podcast. Most weekends I'm on the road. I'm actually on the road uh, this Saturday. Oh, you can, by the time you hear this, it would have been last Saturday. I would have well, been in Rhode Brampton Island. Next, you're in Brampton next week. I am in Brampton next week. So by the time you hear this, I'll actually be in Brampton. But uh, uh, listen, uh, every week I'm in hotels. Every week I'm smoking weed in hotels. Winter, shine, rain no matter what right the number one thing you can do to smoke weed in the hotel number one go to your go to your bed go to your bathroom turn it on turn on that fan 
Put on put on the lightest piece of paper you can find. Usually there's a tissue paper in there. You grab that piece of tissue paper, you put it against the fan, and if that holds, you got yourself a great fan. You're good. All right? Second thing you're going to do, get everything soft out of that washroom. You do not want the smoke to sit on anything soft. Anything soft, think of it as like a sponge. It's going to absorb the smell and it's going to stay on it. Anything hard, smells going to bounce right the fuck off. Don't run a shower. That water molecule softens up the room. Don't fucking even think of running a shower. Amateur move. Amateur move to run a shower. Amateur move to smoke in a shower. All of that densify everything and make it worse. Make it 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. The smell gets worse. It, it, you do not want to do that. You want to have a nice dry environment. You want that smell to bounce around all the hard fucking shit. And then eventually it's going to find its little stupid ass. As it, you know, as it slowly works its way to the ceiling, boom. And you give that shit two hours, it's done. I swear to God, two hours. You smoke weed in a hotel washroom within two hours, the smell is completely gone. Do you want to know my number one tip for smoking weed in a hotel room? Uh, Leave a tip. This guy's ruthless. <laughs> I said that to you in Vancouver. Leave a tip is hilarious. I have never left more than a $5 tip. Bro, if I smoke out of room, I'm leaving 40 bucks. 40 bucks, eh? Never. I've never got a smoking charge. I can tell the story, though. One time I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Shout out to uh, Cracktoba. And uh, I was out there for a concert. And I actually saw Michelle Obama speak, too. What the fuck kind of random ticket is that? I'm a weirdo, Mike. I don't, you probably you're, you're picked up on this. You're down to buy weird tickets to weird shit, and you bought a Michelle Obama ticket. Yeah, so I was going out there to see a rap concert, and the night before the rap concert, Michelle Obama was there. And I was like, man, if I, I'm a single dude, I'll go to Michelle Obama. I sat, yeah. on, I sat on the floor, and I... I'm going to fucking know your enemy. The but, floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat on the floor at the MTS Center in Winnipeg and saw Michelle Obama. But I stayed in this hotel and I rolled up a bunch of blunts. And the other tip that I have for smoking in a hotel is if, you, if you're if you going to smoke blunts like I do, when you go outside to smoke your blunts, make sure that you make eye contact and let everybody know at the front desk when you walk by that you're going outside to smoke blunts. And the reason I do that is is because if you're smoking loud, you want to roll it up in your room, and your room's going to reek like weed. Yeah, I got a charge once for rolling a joint. Right. So couldn't believe my fart. Couldn't I lost it on the guy. Did they take it off your thing, or they actually charged you? I believe they, they held the charge. So I, I left. In the morning, I rolled up a blunt. I went outside. I, I looked at the... the person at the desk and was like oh, good morning i had my fucking coffee in my hand i stood right outside the hotel right by the camera smoked my blunt went back into my room got my things left for the day came back in the afternoon and they and when i walked in they accosted me and were like yeah we have to talk to you we've had a complaint about you smoking weed in your room yada 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 you know there's a 250 dollars charge I lost it on them. And I was like, there's no way I smoked weed in this room. You can go and you can take a look. Check the footage. I was outside. I went outside and smoked. Not my fault that I smoke loud. I need a place to prepare my medicine. Eat a dick. What did they say to you? They tried to play like they had, they had anything to say to me. And then they were like, I was like, Go look at the camera, man. I'm standing right out front of your place under the camera smoking my blunt. And they're like, we'll get back to you. And then when I came back later that night, I went to the front desk and was like, okay, let's talk about this. And I admittedly at that point was fucking... Not having it? 
I was pretty animated at that point. And uh, they were like, nope, we've removed the charge. We're really sorry. You know, we, we checked the cameras. Double click it. We got to keep that bitch going. The pizza guy is going to hit, and we're going to try to get the pizza guy to do a dab with us on live, on, <coughs> on the camera. <coughs> There's a, a lot of uh, people that I know that tour and, and make good money when they tour will just rent another room and pay the charge. Like when, when Mosey was around, he would just have a second room and they would, they'd have a smoking room because there's no way he's going outside to smoke a blunt, right? Like a celebrity's not going to go outside. <laughs> and you know what? Truth be told is, is that most hotels, most hotels are okay with it. You okay, bud? I couldn't smoke a blunt in a hotel. I could smoke a joy. That's different, man, because a blunt is like tobacco and it's stank. Uh, you know? Stanks. Yeah. I got to get clarity in tonight. Dude, pollen season's killing you, eh? Uh, bro, it just got so much worse. We're, <coughs> we must be in like the middle. <coughs> I mean, we are in the middle of nowhere. <coughs> Think about it. It's like a thousand years ago, I would have like sacrificed one of my goats. Thy goat needeth die for thy nose to cleareth. Or you would have had like some sort of weird like you would have been inhaling some sort of weird herb or something. Get some mint leaves and rub them in your eyes. You're like, what? I bet you if you look at what the active ingredient in Claritin is, it's probably something that originated in some, na yeah. nature somewhere. And, and it was a... Some root extract or some shit. And it's going to be one of those indigenous cultures probably. I think that that's what fucking... Uh, Horny goat weed is what Viagra became. It's like a real deal thing. And I know that uh, the herb for your joints is Lakota. <laughs> Yo, that's what like the native dude. Yeah, that's a great reference. Remember that? Yeah, I do. It was like a rub. Lakota. Lakota. <laughs> it would be on drink prices, right? <laughs> it, was big, it was a big prices, right? Commercial. Because it, the demographic is fucking A1, right? That's hilarious. That's why I don't see no more Lakota commercials. Yeah. I don't got cable TV. They're not reaching <laughs> out to the youth of the internet. No, man. I was watching old people's shit. They would be like, Lakota. Watch CNN, Trust bro. it for thousands of years. You can also use it. And I don't know why that guy became Caribbean halfway through that. <coughs> you turned into Miss Cleo. Remember that, bitch? You looking for your answers to the future? Call Miss Cleo. All your problems are one call away. Miss Leo, is that because of problems? Make Not available in Quebec. 75. When you ordered the pizza to the studio, uh, did you plan for like how we're going to handle it? Or you just ordered it and we're like, we'll fucking wing it. Handle what? The pizza. Just, just, you're just going to let them bang on the door or? Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, this is playing out live. This is live action TV. We got a pizza Halloween. <laughs> so you're off the, uh, I know that this is going to date us, Mike, but we're going to talk about it. I don't care. You're off the bandwagon, eh? Yeah. Uh, I was happy that we got past the first round. And after I saw the, I think it was the first or second game already, I was like, I'm done. I am fucking done. Is after for sure after the second loss, but even after the first game, I, I told my wife like after I shut off the TV, I'm like I'm done. Uh, playoffs are over for me. She's like it's the first game, and I was like I'm done. Like 
the coke's over and i'm not getting any more i'm stopping the night's done it's 5 a.m i can hear birds i gotta go home oh the birds are the worst man hey are you the pizza lady yeah oh hey all right, we got to get All right. Let me go get that pizza. All right. You, do you want to come hang out with us for a bit? Yeah, let's go smoke some pot. You want to do a dab? Of our show. I'm driving. I'm good. Okay, that was, a, that was a professional answer. There's two cars out there. Eventually we'll get there. 34, 70. We got... Uh, <laughs> he says, just go in. He goes, I'll protect you. And then, so then I didn't want to come in. <laughs> and then he says, oh, they're doing a podcast. And I'm like, okay. Just... Yeah, Mike was hungry. This is actually the first oh, time because it's really hard to get delivery out here. I'm not going to lie. Were they probably one of the only ones there? Yeah, I would say so. What do you think of the studio? What do you think of the studio? It's pretty sick, eh? It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty dope. We love it here. So we ordered from uh, a local spot. We don't normally tell people where we record from. But, uh, yeah, we ordered from a place called Papa's Pizza. Papa's. So is this like a live podcast? No, no, we're recording. Do you want to sit down? you want to talk with us? Talk about your pizza life. Yeah, what's it? Hey, what's the craziest? Here's a great story. If you come in, if you sit right here. I don't have time. Okay, but uh, just tell us really quickly. What's the craziest thing that's happened to you besides coming to a podcast studio on a pizza delivery? Well, there's a lot of... Weirdos? Yeah. Okay, give us a good a good People weirdo story. The door naked or something? Well, that's, that's where I was going. So uh, this one guy was... And he didn't do it on purpose, like, because some people don't care. But this guy, he orders from us all the time. And he come to the door and track pants with a big hole there. He watches but, a lo- he watches he some watched- of those weird internet porns or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like, I, like, like, totally saw the ball sack. <laughs> that is... Did he tip so well? Like, like, he didn't even know. Poor was, guy, he didn't even know. He was waking up from being, like, he was pizza drinking. He's waking so up he out of his stupor. Like, yeah, exactly. So he had no clue, and I'm like... Uh, balls out, just ordering a pizza. Balls out. Yeah. And oh, did he tip well at least? Like, so he no, didn't, you didn't no. know, you didn't say anything? Like, hey, sir, no. can you put your nutsack away? Wait, all right, I got to tip better. You gave us a story. Yeah, no, you got to cook <laughs> her up. Now she's going to say, the I podcast heard. is going to change the, the cre- yeah. How long have you been delivering pizza for? Two and a half, three years. Going on three years. Three years? And I deliver for Canada Post during the day. Okay, so male people, there's probably some crazy oh, male stories. <laughs> All right, what's the craziest male story? This is great content. What's the craziest male story? Oh, um, I don't think I have any crazy ones. No? Uh, dogs or something. Oh, okay, well, yeah, that's a dog story. So I go, so we're not, like, if there's aggressive dogs or whatever, we, we just write dog and we don't do a signature or whatever, right? Right. Like, we won't go to the door. But I went to this one, there was a dog tied up in the backyard. So I thought, okay, well, he's tied up in the backyard, so I'll just go to the front door to drop this parcel off. Yeah. Well, doesn't he break the chain and come after me? I'm like, (laughs) I don't get paid enough for this shit. Today with the ring cameras. He was a mutt, but like, and he wasn't huge, but he would have hurt if he bit me. Yeah. Any dog can hurt you. Right? Yeah. When I get into taxi cabs, I ask people the same story about taxi drivers because they have crazy stories oh, of they like. They would have more because they got all the drunk people. But I mean, I get a lot of high. Really, Mike? She gets a lot of high people, people that order pizza. I don't know where that. I don't know why they order I don't pizza. <laughs> On that note, I'm gonna get into this pizza <laughs> yeah, so while we much. do our weed podcast. But that, it's the, uh, you guys do crack? Pardon? No, 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 we're good. That's funny. Our guest next week is actually a recovery crackhead, too. My yeah. Is actually uh, 52 days cleaned 
today. Oh, well, miracle. Congratulations. There you go. Because like, he's a good kid. Like, he's 26, and he's had an excellent job. He's, like, a class A mechanic. Like, he had a life. Yeah. And he was, like, going down, down, down. And, like... You know how it is with addiction. Hey, man, I grew up in this town, so... I know, I was about to say, you know how it is with addiction in this town, man. Yeah, actually, my, uh... Like, whole Netherland, yeah. My cousin overdosed, what now, Mike, two months two months ago? Yeah, that's bad. And he was downtown, he was a downtown person. Yeah, well, I, um, you you guys back on to one of the worst places in town, right? Like, your back parking lot is... is we, a, I've seen, I've watched people overdose. Yeah. Like, that lived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... it's yeah. No way. Well, I was trying. I was trying to explain that, like, no, it's it's a weird place to be in. But if somebody overdoses, that it mentally to them says that it's good stuff, right? And they just did too much. Not that it's bad stuff, and they'll do it again. It is a mental thing. It is. It is. And then there's there's there's. I don't. I'll say crack. I, I use those terms, but I actually understand that it is. It's an addiction. It's oh yeah. Different. Like those people aren't bad. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It, like, you know, that taught me a lot. But, I mean, their brains get altered. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is is that the, the thing that we fail to address as a society is what would lead somebody to, to choose that path. Um, I, you I, do I, something I, to get away from something or to party. No and, yeah, 100%. I, 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 Nobody I, wants to be a crackhead. No, exactly. It's mental health. Yeah. You, your mental That's health exactly takes this weird thing. Son. I said there's nothing wrong with you gotta do it. If you don't show how to talk to somebody with an addiction because you don't show sympathy, man, they'll fucking boogie on you. Like we're not together and he's not a bad person either, but he'd be like like he would call him a crackhead and well you're a crackhead loser. No, no, you don't say those things. Because then that makes them want to do it more. Yeah, well and that's definitely uh trauma that people are, are running from. I I and all and you know, we don't we go, we go, and that's what I was going to get at. Like, I checked myself into to, to Aurelia uh, Hospital uh, on Suicide Watch. I spent three days in outpatient. I've struggled with my own problems, and I can relate because of where I grew up. Right. I didn't. I grew up in Aurelia. That's another bad Right. In There's small no town. way someone's going to, people listening next week are going to believe that this is our conversation with the pizza lady, dude. Dude, this is what we do this show oh, for. Are going to do that? Yeah. So where's your, how do I listen to your podcast? You can go on anywhere that there's podcasts and just search. put in Snacks of Life. This like like the TV show from the 80s, there, you Facts know what? of Life. Over there on the, the thing, there's a sticker of me and Mike. Yeah, there, there's you a You can stickers. grab a sticker. Um, you know, the only reason I think that I haven't fallen is, there it is. you see it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So there, that's how you can find us on YouTube. Um, it. it it, 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 there's a reason why people end up where they are, and, and that's... You it, the, the, the pot while you're doing the pot. Oh, I guess oh, they can't yeah. see you. Well, well, they can. There's yeah, videos. There's video right here. There's right three cameras us. right in front of us mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, we, uh, we have... A, I mean, we have blunts. <laughs> no, you're you, not on. Okay. No, you're not on. You're just a voice right now. It's just a voice. Um, and like a faint... It's like a faint voice. <laughs> well, maybe you should come back and get high with us one night. I was about to say, if we can't book it today... But yeah, it's okay, man. Stories talk about life. That's what this is about. When oh, the really? Pr- well, I've puked too many times because I like to drink when I'm, you know, and then if I classic, drink, classic thing, man. You know, you smoke after you've been drinking, and then you're like, oh, I'm dizzy. I'm green, fucked. green. This guy's a little older than I am. He's almost forty. What are you? Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I'm thirty-three though. I'm a little younger. Yeah, but miss. 
And when you boogie here, you, we, I might as well tell her who I am and whatnot. Yeah, so he's world-famous comedian Mike Rita. Yeah, I, like, you're going to leave here, and you're going to be like, there's no fucking way. And uh, you're gonna I, leave just, and, uh, I just sell snacks. This guy's famous for selling snacks. That's why we have all the snacks, snacks in life. No, I'm here. I, I live in Wasega Beach, but I tour around the world, man. Like, all the time. And He was uh, on Portuguese late night. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of like, I don't watch a lot of shit. I'm busy working two fucking jobs. Yeah. You trying know to, what, trying to make ends meet. Today's your break, but you, man. But I'm not... But you do look familiar. I thought that when I came first. Came he was supposed like to be doing comedy next weekend at the library in Midland. Uh, yuck uh, Yucks. Oh, He's a Yuck so Yucks funny. touring comedian. Oh, okay. Man, that's so funny. Yeah, I canceled and, on Midland. And you may see me on the local Wendy's drive-thru speaker. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, miss, when you leave here, you, 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 if you remember your name, if you remember the name, Mike Rita, R-I-T-A, Mike Rita. That's it, okay? I'm I'm the snack man, but uh, yeah, if you go to that sticker in your hand, yeah. YouTube, or you put in Rare Snacks Toronto on, on things like on the internet, you'll find me. That's Best of luck to you tonight too. Thank you so much for bringing us a pizza. We Edward. may have you back. My name's Edward. Yeah, I I grew up I grew up in Janet. Jen. Oh, Jen. 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 Jennifer. Jen. We're gonna wow. have her back. I know. What I'm we're like, gonna do Jen, is this is chapter one of yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we need Jen again. We 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 called Canada Post. Uh, there's too many Jens who work there. We, we gotta try Papa's. We're gonna call Papa's Pizza. I'll be like, send us Jen. She needs. Yes, please. Yes. Be like, hey, is Jen the pizza lady? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jen, thank you, man. And we're going to have you back. We'll, we'll make we'll book off an hour. We'll say she has to come and uh, hang out for an hour. Who knew the pizza person was going to be that fun? Well, the other best. It'll have to be like uh, at 11 o'clock on Saturday night or something. No, we'll have some drinks. We'll, we'll, well, that's we'll, what I'm saying. I will come out and have a fucking good time. Uh, yeah, there yeah, we go. All right. All right. Jen, you're the best. Uh, have a great night, Jen. <laughs> oh, I literally work my life away. You no, know what? Not a, you're going to have a night off, and we're gonna we're all going to have a time. Yeah, definitely. I, I go into Papa's Pizzas sometimes, so uh, they might recognize me there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy. Jen, have a great night. Drive safe. Man, I'm a, I didn't even get into the pizza. <laughs> You're fucked. I'm like three slices deep. Yeah, but I was like, I was really... I, You're a local guy. You got the local references then. You're like, you guys are near the crack houses. I was like, what? Bro, that's what I'm trying to tell people, like... You don't have to live in Toronto. Drug use in small towns is ruthless. Let me get on the mic. A lot of people don't know this. I travel around America, so I do the little towns all the time. Even in Canada, drug use in these little towns is ruthless, guys. Ruthless. That poor woman's son, you see how so open it is? Because it's everything in their life right now because it's all she could probably focus on. It's how do I get my kid off crack? It's, um... It it's good that as a society we're more open about things like that because we really did take time and cast people to the side for so long and, and it's finally coming around where more and more people are seeing it for what it really is. It's a problem that we do need to address as society. And, you know, they're, they're making strides in it. You have to be able to openly talk about things that you're feeling. And, and you know, I, I have detailed my what happened to me, like, briefly on the the podcast but you know i went in and i said i needed help because i was scared of myself and that's a really crazy thing to feel mike where like you're scared of what your your own self you know what i mean you've been in a dark alley bro you're in a dark alley you're wondering if there's some motherfucker out there that's going to get you flip that now you're that motherfucker and you got to live with them you know what i mean and i went to the hospital and i said i need help 
I, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm lost. I need help. And they treated me like I was a criminal. And I spent 48 hours locked in a padded room by myself, isolated. Yeah, that's what you needed. And I remember even saying to them, and, and, and you know, hats off to the nurses and stuff. They knew that things were wrong. And I said to them, like, you know, I came here because I felt alone and isolated. Are you not eating the crust? Are you not a crust eater? What the fuck? I am not a crust eater. <laughs> the crust is the best part of a pizza, man. Not this crust, but listen. It's too yeah, soft. You, eat, you ate the animal crust, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I love crispy, fluffy crust. When we were in Vancouver, smash those crusts. Couldn't get enough of those crusts. They were they were fire. <laughs> they were fire. They were as good as the pizza. They were super fire. This is just dope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real right here with the listeners, as if this podcast didn't take a sick real turn with our girl Jen, part our, our new part of the snack, bro. She snack part, pack Jen. Snack pack Jen, bro. Come 100%, on, percent, man. God damn. We're gonna have to get Jen to call Fuck, in. We should have got her number. So we could have called her. Well, we'll just call Papa's Pizza after. They'll hook us up. Yeah, Papa's, we need Jen. Uh, it's the not delivery. like calling a place in Toronto and being like, hey, can I get Jen's number? If we call the local spot here and we're like, yo, the person delivered. Hey, Jen delivered pizza to our studio the other They're day. They're not even going to question it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll tell Here, give her our number. Tell her to call the studio. Jen will call tomorrow. You're right. The day 100%. after you give the number, you're right. Like, hey, it's Jen. You're right. Yeah, leave us a message. I wanted to know more about Jen because the fact she was like, do you guys smoke crack? Which was funny because it's such a small town question. If you get asked that in the city, it's offensive. <laughs> you know what? I hate to think it, but it might have been me. She might have looked at me and thought, Ontario forestry hat. Hippie looking dude. <laughs> you're smoking some rock. He's, but who smokes crack and then orders pizza? I'm going to tell you something, bro. These small town cats do. They would be all rocked out on a binge. The fact that that lady walked in right now, she's like, uh, all right, yeah. Do you think she didn't get the memo and tried to deliver it to Russ? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Russ is like, they're in there. So it, it, it is telling, that, and I'm, I'm happy that she's that open with it. And you know what? It was probably therapeutic for her <coughs> to get it out. You can yeah. tell that she had been holding it in for a little while. Yeah, like, guys, you guys aren't going to believe this motherfucking... It, it has to be on your brain. Mm-hmm. If it's the first thing you mentioned to two strangers that you're delivering pizza to. And it's all you can think about. The other thing, too, is hats off to Jen. Because to somebody that isn't struggling with anything, mental illness, alcoholism, drug addiction, fucking trying to get over their ex, whatever you're struggling with, 52 days should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. 53 days should be celebrated. 54, 55, and so on. Not getting into like the alcoholic steps, but every day you make a choice when you wake up if that's the path that you want to take. Bro, I think I might have even congratulated her right away. I might have said like, sick, congrats. Mm. I grew up in the hood. And when you grow up in the hood, you realize that addiction is always connected to mental illness. There's never one without the other. You have never met somebody who is addicted to something who is a perfectly normal person. Addiction comes like real hard drug addiction. What the fuck is a perfectly normal person? I'll tell you what that is. Doesn't exist. Someone who eats perfect, has a great career and a blah, blah, blah. These people exist. They're not you and me, but they do exist. They're, I think they have skeletons. I'd argue there's I no think, tens. I, I, I think, okay, you're right. There's definitely no tens. Like a, like a seven to nine human. A seven to nine human carries no addiction to a hard drug. Do they carry addiction to wine 
or uh, like one of the A level drugs, like not one, like okay, like or D level drugs. Let's call them D because it sounds lower. You know, pot and wine are D level drugs. You take a sip of wine, you do a hit of weed, and you can still be the, the whoever you need to be when it's time to be. Yeah, and I think that it has to do with again why you're doing the things that you're doing play a big part. You know, like people come home from work, they have a glass of wine to take the edge off every night. It is what it is. Yeah, I should. I didn't. I didn't get into that. I totally forgot, bro. It's all good. Um, I'm free to double dip, bro. This is fucking cream sauce. We smoke blunts together. What the hell is the fucking? Yeah, I mean, I haven't broke out on herpes yet, and you're the traveling comedian, so. Herps. <laughs> Herps. <laughs> Man, the pizza lady might be the highlight of this fucking show so far. Come on, how are you supposed to follow that? It's ridiculous. That... You guys smoke crack. What? I even gave her a look like, no. <laughs> like, like, what a surprising question. I want to know if she was trying to offer it to us, or I wondered if we had any, though. Like, had any. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, if she, if we said, yeah, we had crack, do you want to hit of that? She would have said, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Poor Jen. That's off to her, man. That's a real one. I maybe don't know, not. Maybe not. You know, you know what? But she has two jobs. That's a lot of work. And Can't, no joke. Canada boasts a good job, too, man. That's unionized shit. That's government, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I should come with a pension. Get run over by a dog breaking a chain and shit, but still. I would love to kick a fucking dog. I got, I got beef against dogs from my childhood. Yeah? I got attacked by... I got attacked by my cousin's dog once. Yeah. Did I tell the story on the podcast once? Mm-mm. I got attacked by my cousin's dog once. I, I went to go turn on the bidet mm-hmm. in the washroom. You're trying to wash your ass. And my fucking dog was like trying to drink water from the bidet. And when I went to go turn it off, he snapped, bro. Grabbed my arm, started like doing the dog shake, like trying to rip up my arm and shit. Mm-hmm. And I punched him as hard as I Bro, just as hard as you can as, like, an eight-year-old. Like, you know, just get the right fuck. Right in the nose like you're supposed to do a shark? No, bro. Right in the above the eye. This is where I hit him. Yeah. Bro, was, bam. Dog, let's go. I run to my aunt. She blames me right away. What did you do? What, what did you do to the dog? I'm like, I didn't fucking do anything. It's the bidet. I turned on the fucking bidet. Mm. Whatever. From then on? Yeah. You don't even really like your dog, eh? No. No. Then you're like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell my dog, shut the fuck up. Is that your wife's dog or your dog? It's my wife's dog. That's why. You're a cat guy. I'm a cat guy, bro. Yeah. My cats, though? You never hear me talk like that to my cats? Well, last week you were talking about the pissy cat. Uh, yeah, because she's a little bitch sometimes, you know, because she's a little like, me, But my girl, Charlie. Yeah, your outdoor oh. cat. You got mad love for the outdoor cat. I got a cat that lives 50-50 life. Like half her life's indoor, half her life's outdoor. Bro, you guys don't know. I, I wish I could follow her on some of these nights where she's come home. Yo, you should put a GoPro on that cat. Dude, I, she stays out all night. She don't give a fuck. She'll you stay should out put all a night. GoPro. Like, like a t- even like a time-lapse photo GoPro. Oh, my God, bro. You know what I mean? Just so you could just get some shots. I know what she's up to. You want a special drink? Yeah, you have a special drink? Yeah, it's been in the fridge. I've just been holding it on the side. Like You know, I, I, I've been fucking surprising you with shit. And like, yeah, bro, the Cardi Sweat. 
Yeah, yeah. But Pakari sweat was actually not that bad, man. I, I like it. All right, I'm going to go get you this drink. It's another one of these zero sugar drinks that fucking blows my mind every time. All right, I'm going to talk more about my cat. You talk about the cat. So my girl, Charlie, she leaves in and out of a window in the back of my house. I just kind of open this. She gives me a look like, hey, you know, I want a boogie. And she boogies. But my girl, Charlie, in the wintertime, I don't know why. She doesn't do this in the summer. Sometimes she comes home at night, like, you know, like 12 o'clock at night. You just kind of give her the old whistle. It's actually this kind of whistle. I go, in a whistle tone. And she shows up, like, within a minute or two. There were days, guys, minus 20. I did the whistle, midnight. Where the fuck is this cat? Wow, this guy got, like, a 7-Eleven drink or some shit. This is the new Gatorade Fast Twitch. Gatorade with caffeine and electrolytes. I'm scared. I am scared. Okay, keep telling your story. Cats oh. out. Cats out, bro. Doesn't show up for two days minus 20 blizzard. <laughs> I've already given a, a po I sure got I already cried because I said she's dead. Did you put out posters? Never. <laughs> but I did. I would, I'm never that, bro. Cat's dead, cat's dead, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's not even... Not like, well, you got a daughter, bro. No, but my cat comes home every night. If she doesn't come home one night, she's dead. But what? Like, you didn't even do the thing with your daughter, like to put up a poster. No, no, like, no. I don't. I don't let. I don't let that trauma get into the house. I take that shit on the chest like a man, and that's it. You just say the cat ran away. Not even, bro. I say the cat probably joined up with a cat army, and then I show her like a video of like Pokemon Squir Squirtle Squad. And then she remembers, and she's like, "That's sick." And I'm like, "That's what that's what Charlie's at." She's she's joined the cat army. She's in the ranks now. She's she's a, she's yeah, a lieutenant that's out right, there. Bro. But listen, on the fucking third day, okay, so not the third day. The two cat nights came back. That's right. <laughs> on bro. the third bro, day, bro, that whole song is my life. The, the cat, cat came back. Mike thought she was a goner, but the cat came back. Bro, day three, the morning. So it's been two nights. And this would have been the third beginning of the third day, you know? I haven't given up hope. I crack open my back window. There's a solid foot and a half of fresh snow. I don't see no footprints, no nothing. And I just go, Charlie! Charlie! It's fucking like 6.30 in the morning. Pitch black outside. It's winter. I hear this. I go, no, Charlie, where you at, Charlie? Charlie! You're freaking. Bro, I can hear her. Bro, just out of nowhere through like, I I, I put on my, my chairs on my deck. She just comes from under a chair and she's all fucking like, bro, you can just tell you've been outside in the ice for two days doing your own weird cat shit. <laughs> bro, like, like fur was pretty much frozen on her and she's just like, bro, I pick her up and I never had her dig her head so hard into my neck for warmth. I'd like put my jacket on not my jacket, but like Did you cry little. a little? I always cry for my cat. Yeah, I, I had to tell by you, by the way you were talking that you were like when 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 she purred, you were like adrenaline rushing, like <laughs> like an all emotional trying to hold it back, like Free Willy when the kids on the on the break wall. Hey, one time she climbed a tree because the dog scared her up a tree and I had to go fucking get her. You didn't call the firefighters? No way, man. That's what they're there for. No way, man. I know, it's too cliche for me. I was like, I can do this. Bro, that would have made a perfect stand-up bit. Bro, I call, I didn't call. I called my wife, called D. D. <laughs> 
called the sailor. Come hold the fucking ladder. ladder. Yeah. <laughs> I go get my dad's old two-step ladder. So the one that goes to the top, then the hooks drop down. Oh, yeah. And it like That's a roofer's like, ladder. Bro, it's huge. It's huge. My dad's old fucking Aluminum? work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a- Easy peasy to put up. You just pull a rope. It's so sick. <sighs> Send it to the top of the tree. <laughs> in slips. In slips midsummer. I'm just in my slips in the backyard. Uh, I go up to the top of the tree. The cat's like fucking two branches. So now I got to climb into the tree. I'm, so I'm off the ladder. I'm in the tree at the top of the tree. And all I can hear is that song. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like Chris Farley and, and Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> he was kung fu Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> go, Ninja, go. Like, it's just Chris Rock cheering him on. <laughs> go, go, Ninja, go. Like that. And it's just me at the top of the tree and Charlie. And fucking thank God, bro. Charlie makes her... St- Stupid ass down to like two branches. So you didn't have to go after her. Bro. And she grabs onto my arm. And I just remember this relief. Like I got, and then I had to try to climb down. With a cat. On my back, holding on for dear life, bro. Dear life. But this is the first time she got stuck on a tree. She's actually been stuck on a tree a few times after that. And I just leave her. You're like, figure it out, cat. You, figure it out, bro. Your cat, you got claws, bro. In the middle of the night when there's nobody around, come down. You got up. You should be able to get down. <laughs> she does. She comes down eventually. I read online that your cat will not starve, that they will come down. Like, hunger eventually bro. will, like, bring there's, them down. There's videos of cats jumping off fucking, like, 20-story buildings and, and landing just, on their feet. And just taking and off. And just walking off like they're, like, parkour, hardcore cats. Bro, I've seen my cat jump some pretty good shit. The shat, uh, There's a shed in the back. That's, like, 10 feet. Yeah. Like a 10 foot jump, like nothing, bro. Like, I'm breaking whoosh. ankles. And she does this cool sound when she lands. She goes, Purr, like that. Purr. Like like the, the gymnast when they do the thing at the end for perfect form. She, does, she hits a purr. You're like, hey. Yeah. I, I got an indoor cat, though, and she's pissy. She's like a little needy cat, like, hey, pet me, love me. You're like, nah, man. Don't you know your fucking mom's out there hunting fucking mice and bringing home rats? Headless rats <laughs> feeding the family. You understand? Yeah, she's bringing home for headless rats. One time she brought a gutless bird, bro. It was just wings and a beak, no neck, no stomach. Un- unidentified bird? Or? Oh, you no, no, yeah. You could. It was like um, <laughs> one of those birds that looks like it has a greasy neck, like a black bird that has a greasy neck. So what you're telling me is, is that all of the people out there who are on the birds aren't real trip should probably just own a feral a feral outdoor oh cat. Oh my god. And then you would have the evidence that the birds are absolutely featherless and gutless Bro, on your do feet. what I did. Call your cat Charlie, let her out one night by mistake. My cat became an outdoor cat by mistake. My my wife went to go open up the back door and yeah. she just took off and we didn't really do anything. She got on the first. cat crack and yeah. then she's just like oh. Bro, it was over. That night she came back that night. Like, it was good. Like, you know, no biggie. But then from every day after that, she would hang by the window and just meow. Yeah, she was like, meow. Yeah. Like, you got to let me meow. I got a taste. You're fucked. Yeah. You're done for, buddy. She also by, she also was a barn cat. I always, I always forget to iterate that. She was, when I got her, she was about five or six months old. But in cat terms, that's a pretty decent-sized cat already. Yeah, and she already knew. She already knew the outdoor life because she had lived in a barn. Like, she had already ate mice. She had already done all that stuff. Right. Like, uh, one time she killed a crow, guys. Guys, a fucking crow was in my backyard in the morning. And it, if, you, if you've never owned a cat, cats don't eat the, the full animal. They rip out the guts. And they might even eat the guts. I don't know if they do, but I definitely know what they do is... They just kill it, bro. They just want the squeaker out of they it. They just want the fucking kill. Yeah. 
they rip stomachs out with their back paws. So what they do is they'll grab on with their top claws or their or their mouth, and they just rip and rip and rip with their back paws. Bro, have you never had a cat attack you? That's what they do. It's brutal. They hit you with the top ones, and then they mm-hmm. kick you with the bottom ones. Bro, and the bottom, my cats have, you know, their claws, man. They fucking just, oh, my Lord. They fucking up your furniture, though? One of them is, yeah, the pissy the one. The inside one. Yeah. The, the, the weak one. Shit fucking twat, bro. Like yeah. my outdoor, your outdoor Charlie, cat's out using its claws on the fucking trees tree. and shit, mm-hmm, loving mm-hmm. life. Like you don't even know the pure pleasure that is real bark. I have a dog. What kind of dog? Um, he's an Amstaff. He's a pit bull. No, he looks nice. Then he's a pretty boy. Yeah, I'm I'm a brindle pit bull person. Brindle. I'm a I'm a I'm a brown brindle pit bull person. My previous dog was a brown brindle pit bull uh, female one. I had her for. 15 and a half years. Oh my gosh, your best friend at that point. Yeah, she she went through like from college. She lived in the college house with me and uh and all the way through. You want to get into this Gatorade now, Mike? What we have in our hands is called Fast Twitch Ignites Power, it says. Now this F looks like it's got to have been copyrighted before. Does that F not look like something that we've seen before? To me, when I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was 7-Eleven at first glance. Let me see. From the makers of Gatorade, it's an energy drink, which uh, Gatorade's traditionally stayed away from the energy drink market. I think this is their first forte into it. Let's look at this. Why Zero would, sugars. Yeah. Why Zero would they do it? You know, like, you already have your market. Yeah, but if they can take one, like, 5% of this new market, because this is what people want. Gatorade, you got to remember, ga- traditional Gatorade has a fuck shit of load of sugar in it. This has zero sugar and caffeine. The smell test is unbelievable. <laughs> it's nice. Right? It's got a good orange smell to it. Like a Tic Tac. Smells like orange Tic Tac. It's got a juicier smell than traditional Gatorade to me. Damn, that's nice. All right, you ready? Cheers. Yeah. Wait, here, let's Cheers to Cheers. the freaking weekend, buddy. All right, here we go. No. Like, I can drink that, I guess. That is thick, bro. That is not appetizing to the tongue. Does it have salt in it? Yo, there was a, like, there's a square Gatorade that has the most amount of salt in it. This does have salt. It's like the fifth ingredient. Water, citric acid, natural flavor, sodium, citrate, caffeine, salt, monopotassium. Sounds like like salt. (laughs) Sucralose. Zero sugar. Dude, the thing is always, like, it's not as good as some of the other ones we've had. That prime one was the best. Yeah, but it's also more of like a, it's more to the pop. I think this is more to the juice side. Let me try. Now that you said it's a juice, it's got better mind. My mind is better at like being like, whoa, bro, that is too thick. That's like, that is extremely thick. Like that is. It's not pulped juice, orange juice thick, but it's not Gatorade thin either. It's not Gatorade thin. Like a zero sugar Gatorade, a Gatorade zero. I, nah, not in my forte. (laughs) That's the sound that it makes when it touches your tongue. You're like, eh, what the fuck is that splashing yeah. liquid? Like, yeah, yeah, Gatorade Zero is a weird one. No, I don't like it. This is, I, I, here's my question is, is like, it contains 0% juice, ironically. Um, if I was actually an, ath- an athlete, would I rather this than a regular Gatorade? No. I don't know. Give me an orange or green apple Gatorade right now. 
See, I, I only drink the lemon lime or the orange Gatorade because I'm like OG, and that's all I had when I was a kid. When it, like there was fruit punch, and I didn't like it. The three, you the three you OGs. You didn't like fruit punch. Nah, man, I was an orange or a lemon lime strictly. I mean, orange is obviously a runner up for best Gatorade, but bro, green apple. Green Apple, they, that's an American one. You don't get that very often here. No, there's three convenience stores that I know carry it, and one of them is right by the golf range that I go to to hit some balls sometimes. Yeah, that's an import for sure. I bet you check that. It doesn't have French writing on it. That's got, hilarious, bro. That's how you tell. You're not wrong. That's You're how you wrong. tell, and that's the thing that I got hung up on with the whole fucking person ratting me out, which I've resolved at this point. I'm going to use AI to make all the labels. That's it. Dude, if you take a picture of this uh, ingredients thing on, on your iPhone, you can just highlight all the text and then click translate, and it'll just translate it to French for you. That's it. And le, then you, le protein. Yeah. This isn't horrible, but it's not as good as the other ones. This is a solid four. If this was, if, if I had this or water in a in a... In my cooler. That's a. We should. We're gonna start comparing our drinks to Liquid Death. Liquid Death is our base. If I had a liquid, because it's water. At the end of the day, Liquid Death looks great, but it's just water. If I had a Liquid Death or this in the in the cooler, I'm going with the Liquid Death nine out of ten times. Just that one time you want like some weird. No, I couldn't. It's ten out of ten times for the Liquid Death. I'm definitely taking the Liquid Death. Yeah. If I'm sweating in a in a in a match. I'm still taking the ice cold liquid death. I just couldn't do this. It's just so it's just so heavy. You're like, ugh. It's again the the zero sugar thing. Like they're very all these drinks are super flavorful for zero sugar. Traditionally, zero sugar when we were kids tasted horrible. Yeah, you know what it was? It was like distilled soda. It was awful, bro. Stevia's and uh, aspartanes. uh, They're they're getting them down. Yeah. Splenda's still kind of weird to me. But the they, boys from the Portuguese kids love that shit. They love Splenda? Psh, this guy sucked the Splenda dick. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, got, we got another blunt, right? Yeah, we got another blunt. We're going to hit it. We got two blunts, man. Hey, that pizza hit the spot, bro. Tell me that pizza didn't hit the spot. Dude, the pizza, ironically, that worked out really well. Because before she came... I said, like, do you have a plan for this? Like, what happens if it's some weird dude that shows up? Because I'm not going to lie. There's a couple weirdos that work there. But we got Jen. We got Jen, the crack smoking, <laughs> crack spoken, the crack smoking, well-spoken pizza lady. You got to give her a, a, a shorter name because they had, like, Crackhead Bob on the on the Howard Stern show, right? You got to give her, like a, like, a recovery Jen or something like that, like... Some some something that's a little bit uh, singular. You know how like the people, Elton John of you know how snack people say Gen Gen Z. She's Gen C. Gen C. There you go. Gen C. That's Short great. for Gen Crack, but Gen C, yo. Shout out Jen. That was great. Um, so I, I was trying to get you to say you're off the the bandwagon. Uh, yeah, man. Only because, it, and this is for real. It's from trauma. You pr- if you know you're going to get hurt, you disassociate yourself with the moment. Like, yeah. apparently if some animal is chewing on you, you don't even feel it because your brain disassociates with the moment. They say that like the shark. Like, people that are shark attacks, like... You're like, I didn't feel it because yeah. I was like in this daze of like... Because your brain releases all the serotonin and dopamine in that moment so that you don't feel nothing. You're just like in this blissful like... 
Ah, I'm dying. A bear's crunching on my face. So when I went to the Stanley Cup final and Montreal was in the Stanley Cup final, they lost, and the Tampa Bay goalie was kind of wasted in his post-game press conference. And if you recall correctly, game four was in Montreal. They were down 3 nothing. The Habs won, and the people in Montreal went fucking nuts because the Habs won a Stanley Cup game. But they were down 3-1. Yeah. Very similar situation to what's occurring right now. It wasn't the goalie. It was Nikita Kucherov. That's exactly who it was. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It was Kucherov. And, and Kucherov goes, you're celebrating, uh, you're celebrating like one you win? Like you won the cup. Lee, Lee, you know, he said they were celebrating like they won the cup. And we knew we were going to come back and win the cup. We let them have that one or something along those lines. And that's kind of how I felt when I lost. Like, even the other night when the Leafs won that one game. The people were, like, hanging off fucking poles and stuff, going crazy. We're back in the series. You're like, bud, we're down 3-1, you idiots. It could easily be 2-2 right now. Easily. We went to overtime the other game. What did I say two weeks ago? The key to winning a Stanley Cup. Got to win games in overtime, man. These teams are too good, even at this point. These teams are too good. They're too evenly like, salary cap. They're the even, the day, even, too, even. Like Florida was the best team in the NHL last year. They and, just and they just Boston. choked. That's right. And they choked in the first round. It was fluke that they lost last year. They didn't go far. Then they upgraded their team and added two tough ass fucking dudes. And Kachuk now like, is fucking people up, man. Dude, he's one of those kids. He's he's just one of those guys. Like his dad was like each day of his life. Is, Keith, Keith Kachuk, Kachuk was Keith like, Kachuk was a fucking. That's what I'm saying. Keith Kachuk was like, yeah. go hard in the corner, or you don't get any of your fucking dinner. Yeah, like you know. I mean, when people ask me my favorite hockey players, I'm a Habs fan, but my two favorite one, two of my favorite hockey players of all time are Ryan Smith and Jerome McGinley. Love little st- little Smith over there in the corner going hard, bro. Back in the day, but. Ryan Smith got his teeth fucking knocked out, came back in the game. Like, that dude, when he was a captain for Edmonton, I don't think there was anything that would have kept that dude out of the fucking game. He was was a goer, played hard, and Jerome McGinley would fight anybody. Jerome McGinley was a star. He led the the Flames to a Stanley Cup final, (coughs) and he still, like, he was like Gordie Howe hat trick fucking number one dude. Like, he, he... just You know what he also had? He had that, um, I grew up a black... Hockey player. In a white hockey world, yeah. I will pound you fucks. Yeah. They pay me millions of dollars now to beat you guys up. Yeah. yeah, come talk shit to me, you fucking idiot. I've had so much adversity. People have been calling me the N-word since I was eight. Yeah. I think I give a shit about you, yeah. uh, goof number one from fucking Carolina or whatever fucking team it was that they went to the finals against, you know? like Yeah, I, Jerome McGinley is, is, is a great Canadian hockey player, man. When he played on those Team Canada teams, man. Bro, an icon, a real icon, and True. apparently the nicest guy off the ice. I could see that, man. I could see him being a well-rounded, really yeah, nice guy. That's it, right, bro. Because he, he's not mad at the fans for, like, for you know, he's mad at these goofs, bro. Yeah. You know who is an idiot, though, is P.K. Subban. Did you see he got in trouble for talking about Lizzo? What's that? Oh, yeah, and he's like a Lizzo-sized meal. A Lizzo, they better pack a Lizzo-sized bro, lunch. You, you, you can't Bro, get what mad are you thinking? No, you can't get mad at him, bro. He is black, and that's it. Yeah, but he, he's not. He's not he's, fat. He, he's not fat enough yet. Doesn't he matter. Will, he Lizzo, will get fat though. Lizzo talks about eating, how much she loves eating, 
how much she enjoys being a woman who eats and proud. She has whole fucking reels of her just smashing different types of shit. Water, you see here, eat watermelon and mustard together? Bro. What the fuck was that? You can make jokes about people who like to eat. If they that's what other things they like to eat. I, I, you know, I, listen, first of all, your sentiment was also correct. What the fuck was he thinking? First, dude, of all? I, here's another question for you on this topic, just to get it in the mix before you respond. Do you think it would have been a, such a big deal if he said that on CBC, not ESPN? No, if he said that on CBC, he'd be canceled. It's government funded. They can't. They they, they can't risk anything. Okay, well, it's Sportsnet now. Fair enough, but like if he said it on Canadian national television instead of American national television, it wouldn't, it wouldn't pick up because nobody would care. It would have just flown through. Mm. So I listen to a, a radio station locally here, and uh, I've actually messaged uh, them twice in the last week because what is it? Overdrive? No, 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 no. Like uh, uh, an alternative station. Oh, Max FM. Yeah, nice. Max FM. Yeah, in Aurelia, and uh, the afternoon guy. For last two weeks in a row has said something that was like kind of stupid the first week he said something about india being the most populated country in the world and saying how many people there were and then he said if you're trying to imagine what that looks like think of and i think it was like four billion or something i don't remember the number but he said think of like four billion justin trudeau's okay wow like he was calling justin trudeau brown like an Indian turban, person. Because that turban thing? I guess. And I was like, well, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. Not that I care. Like, fuck Justin Trudeau. Not fuck Justin Trudeau. Whatever. <laughs> it's just kind of a dumb thing to say on the radio in this climate. And then and then this is the the one where I was like, I messaged him. And I was like, ah, that was kind of dumb, guys. But I didn't really make anything of it. You know, I didn't, like, say anything to anybody, really. I just kind of let it slide. And then this past week, he said that there is a new form of tick that is in Canada, and it's a it's a Texas tick, and it's like a super tick. You obviously know what a tick is, right? Yeah. Okay. And this is the time of year where ticks are prevalent, right? Your your dogs check your dogs, check your dogs, and don't forget to get your dogs spayed or neutered. Um, check your dog. Uh, and he said, "There's this new tick, and you know it carries a a bunch more diseases than the traditional tick." And it's brown and has been found in the uh, in the proximity of Ottawa, much like our prime minister. Jesus Christ! And I was like, okay, last week it was a little bit veiled. This week, that is some outright racism. And I, I could, I couldn't believe it. What a strange it. talking point. Every prime minister ever has like dressed up as a Sikh to show them respect, that, like for their celebration or whatever. There's like tons of there's pictures of Harper doing it too. There's other pictures. It doesn't, this is, this is the thing about politics, and, and I said this, like, 10, 15 years ago in Canadian politics, everybody cared for about four weeks, maybe, maybe a couple months if you were really hardcore into politics, but, like, in the mid-2000s, I was more into American politics than Canadian politics, because yeah. Canadian politics was fucking boring, and a week after the election, everyone shut up, and they just let shit happen and waited for the next election. That's it. And, you know, and, like, in the last five 10 years, maybe, max. It's just Trudeau. He's polarizing. I guess that's it, but I don't know because at the same time when Stephen Harper was in, in, in power near the end, there was a huge fuck Harper thing too. Yeah, but fuck Harper was based on cuts, <laughs> whereas Trudeau shit is just based on like mandates and bills. People, yeah, I, you know what I honestly think it is? I think if he looked like... Um, 
a tad bit more nerdy and less like someone that you want to punch in the face, it would be a little easier for him. I always said this even back in the day when he first got elected. This was part of my stand-up was he looks like the kind of kid who would smoke weed with you and then run when the teacher showed up. And or rat on you. Rat on you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a funny thing. And Not again, I, I used to pay attention to a lot of politics and, and all of them suck. You know, like I, I would have, I would say that I have a political philosophy closer to Tom Morello than any, like you know, like all of them suck. I would protest the Demo the Democratic National Convention, the Republican National Convention. I would, I'd protest them all because I think they all fucking suck. Um, but like, it's just weird how now it's like politics are like hockey teams. You just like they blindly follow them, and it doesn't matter. Um, but they say that, and this is where I think that. Canada has always... And this is how the system is designed, Mike. You know when you have a ship? Yep. You have, and you're rowing it. You go side to side to side to side. The reason it's called a democracy is, is because one side leads, and then generally, after we're sick of their shit, we vote in the other side. Yeah, the pendulum, the, the political and, pendulum. And the other side goes that way, and they get a little bit... And, the, and it goes back and forth. And that's because the people that actually decide these elections aren't the fringe of either side. They're the reasonable people that stand in the middle. Because anybody that can say that every single issue is one side or the other is crazy. You, there's, there, there's gray area in, in life. Dude, Everything isn't black or white. I find myself, as I get older, socially being liberal... And fiscally, fiscally being conservative. That's a, that's Rob Ford. That's what Rob Ford, that's how Rob Ford, because Rob Ford was, he was a fiscal conservative and a social liberal. And he, he was. was. He was in the hood. He, he was, was for the, with the He was for the people. people yeah. He was for the people. He was cutting town hall. He was taking away privileges you're from counselors. So funny, you're right. A hundred percent. That was his thing. And and again, the the middle of the country, you look at all the all the elections. Now, Canada is good in the sense that we have multiple parties. But if you look at American politics, there hasn't been an election in the last fucking 20 years that's been decided by more than 5%. Crazy. You the, know? The little middle there. That little tiny smidge in the middle. Sometimes they go this way, sometimes they go that way. And, that's and, and you know, they say there, there's a saying that says that when it comes down to, like, the prime minister or the president, and this is probably why Trump was as, pow as, as, as uh, a big of a movement at the beginning as he was, is because when people come down to voting who they want to lead their country, generally they vote for the person, and this is like a, a analogy. Yeah. The person that you would want to have a beer with. The person you'd want to invite to your cottage. The person that you like are like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Like, seems like a normal enough, yeah. Like. Yeah. So, like, if you look at politics right now in Canada, you have Trudeau leading the liberals. You have... Yeah, uh, Pierre Polyev, who is like the nerdiest looking dude, and like, like, uh, honest to God, if you're a conservative in the country, you got to be worried because he's too far to the side and he's too nerdy. He looks like he wore a pocket protector, and he's not cool enough to draw the middle. You need to draw the middle. You need to have somebody that is a little bit more. And that's why Trump did so well, because Trump was a, a Republican that could appeal to the regular person. He was on TV for he years. He was on TV, he, and everyone was like, fuck yeah, man, Donald Trump is the man. Donald Trump, man, Trump. Fuck yeah, like everyone wanted to crack a bush light. Fuck with, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. With Donald Trump. Dude, that's so, fuck yeah, Trump, yeah. Like, that's the whole right. thing. It's like, and get that guy in a cottage, man, he's going to talk some shit. Same thing about Obama, man. When Obama came in in American politics, was everyone cool, was like, yeah. he was fucking cool. I remember when he did, I think he did uh, Jimmy Fallon or... He did one of the late night and shows. Just sitting there like mad yeah. chill, like you know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, they're like, you smoke weed. He's like, yeah, I did in college. He was, the I think, he was the first president to admit that he actually smoked weed. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know did. what I mean? But he also admitted it on a late night show that was being filmed in California. It was like ultra like... <laughs> and the climate had changed. You know Bill Clinton smoked weed, man. Bill Clinton <laughs> fucking smoked all sorts of weed. Man, Bill Clinton got a blowjob and then smoked a fat joint, bro. For sure. But to the point that, you know, you need to have somebody that's electable. And to be electable... You have to appeal to the regular person that stands in the middle of things. And I think that the problem is is that we're way too polarized. And that that actually plays really well into the hands of the current government. If you want to out the current government, it's like it's like being in a boxing match, man. If you go to the judges, champion's the champion. You gotta beat the champion. I think Pierre beats Trudeau in the next election. Ooh, I would put money on that, bro. The next election. There's a lot of closeted people in this country that are scared to say that they would never vote for him because it's, yeah, I'm telling you, I, I personally would never vote for that dude. I would vote for a conservative if they were like somewhere in the middle and weren't. I just, don't, I just don't think he cares about me. The problem is, this is the thing is, is that there's going to be enough with the way Canada works. All they have to do is split the vote. All they yeah. have to do is split the vote. No, you know what, man? That 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 NDP coalition with the Liberals will destroy conservative wins for the rest of its life. Again, even if the NDP doesn't go in a coalition with the Liberals, as long as they take again, what are the elections decided by? Like five percent, thirty-eight, thirty-seven, ten. Exactly. Always. So this is the thing that's going on in American politics. This isn't a politics podcast, man. We smoke weed and we talk about life. But the thing that's going on with American politics is that they're talking, is Donald Trump going to run as an independent? And if Donald Trump runs as an independent, then the Republicans lose. He'll lose too. They're going to split the vote. That's exactly what, and that's every time that that's happened, anytime that there's been a, a strong libertarian candidate, anytime he, that there's no, been a strong he, third he, party. He's going to be the conservative one. I think DeSantis, I have money. I actually have money. I have had money on Ron DeSantis to be the Republican candidate for president in the 2024 election. Right, because he's in like that since, little dirtbag, like conservative. I candidate. have had Ron DeSantis to be the conservative uh, runner for the Republicans since fucking Florida took the COVID fucking restrictions off during COVID. He's our man. He's got balls. America needs balls. Yeah, he's the he's the only other person that that can still can still no, uh, Trump's pander gonna, to. Trump's gonna come out and fucking rock him. Like he's gonna be like DeSantis. You know how but, he is. He's a little pussy. Yeah, but the problem is, is that and this is the thing: who really runs the show? Who really runs the Republican? It's Mitch McConnell. It's the fucking other Turtle guys. boy McConnell. And what's going to happen is, is that they're not going to have it, man. He's going to have to be, he's going to get ousted. And we're dis and the reason I say DeSantis is, is that he's far enough to the side that Trump supporters will support Rod DeSantis. Even if Trump says not to, if, if, if he's on the bill, they will, they will vote for him. Don't go for him. You're not going to like him. Not a guy, not the kind of guy that you like. I'm not a big dude. I'm huge. I'm I'm hugely small. I'm, Ron DeSantis, small DeSantis, small DeSantis. Never forget that he's a tiny man, tiny man, tiny man syndrome. You know how it is. Little hands, little bit boots. You know how they are. He's just down there with his suntan in Florida, as as Donald Trump has the most. orange. He's glowing. <laughs> he's got rings like a raccoon from his fucking tanning bed. I don't use a tanning bed. No, I just play golf. You're like, no, you don't. You're <laughs> I wonder who got Ronald, uh, Donald Trump on the tanning bed addiction. They're like they're live, they're set for life. It was Vince McMahon because he loves the tan so much. He's like, you know, you, my success in the eighties was based second. on tan. Vince McMahon's not native. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. Remember Vince McMahon in his like heyday of tanning and just hitting the like steroids. I mean, he's appropriated every culture there is. Right? Oh, dude, remember the black Vince McMahon? He's a good dude. Vince McMahon will go down as one of the greatest businessmen in the history of businessmen. And the fucked up part is, is that I think he gets like what we talked about previously on the podcast, like the Eminem pass. Like, oh, he you can't. Get, oh. You can't how, they've tried to cancel Vince McMahon. The reason you can't cancel Vince McMahon is because black people love wrestling just as much as white people. There isn't a black person out there. Like, okay, obviously, there's white people who don't like wrestling. There's black people who don't like wrestling. But you meet a white wrestling fan, I can show you a black wrestling fan who likes it twice as much, bro. 100%, yeah. Black dudes love wrestling, man. Black dudes love wrestling. So when they see Vince McMahon come out and be an idiot, and they're like, well, how does Booker T feel? And Booker's like, nah, I'll still work for the company. Vince McMahon is hilarious, like, behind closed doors. You guys don't know. Like, this is yeah. this is a character. He, like, literally walks in and is like, yo, Booker, you think I can walk out like this and they're going to say anything? You're like, nah, it's going to be good for ratings. That's what I want. Yeah, that's all he, he like, he was going to marry off his daughter and shit for ratings. Dude. You know what kind of crazy storyline that is? You had to walk into the radio room, sell my daughter Stephanie. We're going to try to auction her off and I'm going to sell her on live Monday Night Raw. You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Vince. Coke, wow. you think he did a lot of Coke? Oh, 100%. <coughs> Dude, I think I think that there's tons of stories of the drugs that run rampant in that organization. Oh, wrestling in general is full of Coke, but I mean like Vince McMahon, you know, mm. like... Is Vince back there? Like, you know, is Vince coming back after a hard night? Is he doing it right now in 2023? Me, uh, no, maybe he's not. So old. His heart couldn't do it anymore. Anyway. Was he doing it in the year 2000? Yeah, when he was Fuck all yeah. jacked up coming up. Like when he was going, like, Fuck you, Austin. Like, <laughs> oh, he's over there jacked in the middle of the thing. Like, 100%. Dude, that's hilarious. There's no man. way, man. There's no way he wasn't on something. Degeneration. That's coming back hard, bro. Like all of that stuff is coming back big time. All of the uh, that was another hot take. The WCW is better than the WWE. WWE. Who said that? Turts. He's an idiot. I don't He's trolling. Him. He's trolling. He's definitely trolling. Bro, WCW was better. Yeah, the the product with all the old B wrestlers from WWF. Eric Bischoff was the wish version of Vince McMahon. Hogan. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. Dude, Eric Bischoff is one of those guys that literally could not save himself. He could see every mistake that was coming and did not do anything to avoid any of them. He was just like, maybe we'll just go right through them. Maybe Ted Turner will just keep giving us money and not say anything that we're like taking a beating every week in the, you know? Could you, did it ever happen where Ted Turner fought Vince McMahon? Because uh, that's something I'd pay to see. Ted Turner's dead, I think, now. No. No? Ted Turner hides. I think he just hides. Fuck, I said no cell phone this episode. We have to go see. Quick. Yeah, that's definitely one you gotta go look at here. Take Dan, I think he's alive. That would have been that would have been prime time. That is Ted Turner still alive. Here are some results from a search. Oh no, he died. Yeah, man. Oh no, no, no. Wait. No, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. TBS, bro. TBS. He lives in Florida. Of course he does. Everyone that's retired in fucking America lives in Florida. Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars. He's the founder of TNN, TNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TBS. CNN and TBS. TBS. Bro, all three of those are absolute giants, bro. There's been many documentaries of how CNN changed the landscape of the world when it first came out. Well, dude. 24-hour news, bro. No, nothing had ever to... 
Man, Norm Macdonald has a great joke, which is like, when I, I, I watch the news, I don't know, I don't get the news, you know? Yeah. When I was a kid, the news was a half an hour, and it wasn't even the whole half hour, you know? There was commercials and stuff, you know? And they wouldn't even make the whole half hour, and near the end of the show, there'd be like a feel-good story. Remember that? Remember? Like a guy found a dog? Remember that? A guy finds a dog? That was on the news when I was a kid, man. Now the news is 24 hours, so they got to make stuff up. So they'll just find stuff and like a lady's missing. You ever just turn on the news and someone's missing? And you're like, oh no. Oh no, no. Who's missing? Janice. There's a lady named Janice. And, and he does like a whole five minutes of just him meandering through this. And a lady named Janice. And then they, they cut to the guy who's in the woods. And as soon as you see that, you're like, oh no, not the woods. That's no good. You never see anybody come out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing about CNN was all they did was is they just had feeds. If you ever noticed, they just have feeds from all of the newspapers. So if a ship pops off, they're like, we're going live with fucking... We're going live here to Alabama. You're not going to believe what's going on. Uh, we just got down here. You see what's going on, seeing it. We got here a couple of shooting down here in Alabama, a couple of little... ball got heads on gun from parents. See what I'm saying? Got two shooting. <laughs> like, wow, what the fuck But they're like on? fucking, you know, if, if there's a hurricane or something crazy happening, Shooting or something like I mean, a shooting is every fucking day in America. America is fucking nuts, bro. bro they are shooting everybody the fact in that America. They, they have to suppress it too because it's so much that it would literally be every news story, every news cycle, new shooting in Albuquerque, new shooting in Texas. There, uh, uh, there was a statistic, and it was like there's been a shooting, more than one shooting every day. So there's more shooting, more mass shootings in America than there has been days so far this year. And they consider a mass shooting like four people or more. It, uh, three or more injuries from a shooting. Yeah. So, sorry, I wasn't sure if you were passing that. It's getting low. We're going to have to fire up the second one. Let's do it up, man. A mass shooting should be considered two or more in reality, but I get it. Like, three or more, I get it. The, the fucked up part to me is, is, and like I don't know what percentage of our listener base is American, but the fucked up part to me is, is that that is strictly an American phenomenon. And they and they they don't even like consider. It's like they're like they don't look around them and go the like mass shooting thing. Yeah. See, the thing is, and we here in Canada, we know it's just the ability to get a gun. If we all had guns, it'd be shooting galore. People just going nuts. We just don't. We can't get guns. So by the time you go to want to go kill the person that was pissing you off, you each have driven away, and the, the knife at your house is just not going to cut it. It's just you know. You got to be a real fucking serial fucking person to kill someone with a knife. That's a crime of passion. So have you ever thought of it? I obviously, as a human, I've thought about what it would take to kill someone with a knife. One time I was cutting a steak. Well, not a steak, a roast. And I stabbed the roast on purpose just to see what it would feel like. It's not I was easy. Like, That's nuts. You have to push so hard to cut through meat like that. Like, And imagine somebody tensing up their muscle and trying to stop you from stabbing them. And that's why you realize, like, a lot of stab victims, like, the ones that don't die, it's because they just fucking, like, as soon as that knife goes in, the regret, like, pulls it out. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to stab you. It's fucked, bro. Yeah. Which really makes you think about how crazy humans being, human beings were when we would go to war with just blunt instruments. Not like an instant kill, like, headshot from three million miles away where the guy doesn't even know what's happening and he just turns his head and then blows blow, Like, blow. back in the day before guns, where they had, like, tomahawks and shit. And they just, like... And you just ran at a guy and you knew you were going to die eventually. You just hoped that he didn't die in the first 30 seconds and that you could kill some comrade, some dudes in a fucking field. 
Like, dude, you just fucking, you ran at a guy. I'm pretty sure that that's a strictly, like, uh, white person phenomenon starting with the Romans because the Native Americans and Native Canadians and indigenous people here, they solved their beefs with, like, lacrosse and shit. Which is hilarious. You know what I mean? They were, like, they like way more civilized. And like, you think you're fucking better than me? Yeah. To the lacrosse field, get your goalies. Like, Yeah, but, fuck? like, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, much more civilized than... Some you of know, the shit that happened. Torture is a fucked up human thing, too, that we did for some reason. You would just torture someone. What did you do? You stole two loaves of bread from the baker. We shall stretch your body till you die. The beheadings and stuff. Uh, I'd if, rather get beheaded than a lot of that shit from back in the day. Dude, they, uh, just, just this week, they... Uh, and they got Rage Against the Machine inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it came to my attention that they tortured people in Guantanamo Bay by playing Rage Against the Machine over and over and over and over and over again. And Tom Morello actually sued the American government for doing it. Did you know that? That's nuts. Yeah, man. Which song? I don't know. We should Google that. Imagine it was Guerrilla Radio. You also have to take into consideration that the people that they're torturing don't necessarily like American music and things of that nature, right? If you were going to torture somebody, I would play old... uh, Killing in the name of or something. Old Public Enemy, though. Like, not even Rage. There's that one song by Public Enemy where there's a siren, the whole song, where it's like... Dude. It was killing in the name of. Was it? Yeah. Do you remember uh, in the last year or so that there was a a, a radio station in Vancouver, Canada, where they fired the DJs and they played killing in the name of for like two days straight over and over and over again on the radio? The DJs got fired? They they like laid off all of the DJs. And just played that song. And the DJ played that song and it just left it on repeat and everyone walked out of the station. And it was just, yeah. Oh no, wait, that's not killing it. That's girl radio. Killing the name is like, oh yeah, killing in the name of. Man, yeah, they put on a great show. You went to go watch it too, no? Insane, insane show. Yeah, I hope that they come back into her. Uh, I know, and I hope Zach Delarocha doesn't break his leg day one. <laughs> okay, killing in the name, Canadian radio station. Said fuck that and played killing in the name. Sorry, for over ten hours in response to firing of two beloved DJs, a Vancouver radio station protested by playing the 1992 Rage Against the Machine song on loop. Kiss FM. Ten hours straight, Rage Against the Machine. That's a statement, eh? Yo, that thing's back. It was. It's got to be the phone. Killing in the name of. I mean, I think everybody knows that song. That will definitely get us a, a YouTube copyright violation. But I mean, we should probably lay that beat down because that is a classic fucking track, right? Some of those who join forces are the same that burn crosses. Oh, yeah, dude, when their th- their shit hits. And I'm glad that they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Tom Morello talked about it. He said, like, this is a this is a band that, uh, you know, did all these crazy things. Got to play it like this. Cowbell. 
You guys couldn't even imagine what that was like live. Oh. If you've never gone to watch them, I had never gone to last year because obviously they didn't tour for 20 years. So, you, you know, nobody really had a chance. I, I, I stayed in the queue. I bought sick tickets. I told Danielle, I go, man, this will be one of the best concerts we ever go watch. And without a doubt, they played nothing <laughs> but, but hits. Fucking 20 track list of every single song they've ever released that even cracked the billboards. It was unfucking believable. And from and and their opening act was Run the Jewels. Great band. Run the Jewels, Killer Mike. Awesome. I have the set list from that Rage Against the Machine. Like, bro, it was nuts. Yeah. I have the set list off the audio board from that Scotiabank show. Bro, I didn't go to the Scotiabank one because I couldn't get tickets to that, but I could get ticket really good tick. Okay. By the time those tickets came out, Scotiabank was almost all sold out within like the first 20 minutes. By the time I got yeah. into the queue, it was only 300s left. But then when I went to the Hamilton queue, yeah. which was only like, I, th I remember at the time being like a seven minute queue versus like the fucking 30 minute queue that I had just waited in. Uh, there were still tons of like lower bowl tickets left. I was like, oh yeah, everyone's buying Scotiabank ones. They want to go watch the big show. Hamilton's a great place to see Bro, a show. Great place because it's a smaller venue. Mm -hmm. I saw Tool there. Dude, you're like 30 feet from the fucking band, man. It was amazing, dude. There were some bands that I watched. Last year was the best year I ever had for bands, man. Other than Pearl Jam, what a fucking disaster. <laughs> you talked about how much you hated that. Hated it. Worst show I ever watched. John Fogarty, shout out to legend John Fogarty from CCR, put on the second best show I watched. For best show I watched last year. Th the top three shows was Rage, John Fogarty, and the number one show. I cannot lie to you guys. Some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to love me. Was the Red Hot Chili Peppers absolutely blowing the fucking roof off of the Skydome, not the Air Canada Center, not 20,000 people. 60. 60,000 yeah. people in the Skydome. Bro, the sound was amazing. The stage was ginormous. Flea was dancing the whole show. Anthony Kiedis took his shirt off after song one. It was John Frusciante, the original guitarist to write all their number one songs. Boom. Not fucking Dave Navarro. Not Johnny whatever the fuck random guitar they have. John Frusciante and obviously Chad Smith on drums beating it. You could, Bro, it was the greatest show I've ever been a part of. Best rock show I've ever been a part of. It was insane. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Cannot, I remember looking around at one point and every just you know everybody always hopes for that like standing in line to see the show the light heavy glow a heavy glow by the way <coughs> I tried to say bro I remember looking around and just being like wow that must feel so cool to be singing that right now and 70 or 60 thousand people whatever they crunched into that fucking place yeah losing their mind you ever watch the Peps? No, that's one band. Uh, I was away that weekend at another show. Uh, if I were to say my top shows last year, obviously I'm always going to put Dead and Company up up in the tops because you're, you're going to find out why. Um, I went to OVO Fest last year when he had Little Wayne there and uh, Baby, which was kind of cool. Um, Illegally flew in, Little yeah. Baby. Uh, Guar was fucking insane. Oh, cool. Um, I've never seen a Guar show. Guar must be cool with all the cum and blood. Yeah, Guar was crazy. Shout out Ryan for taking me to Guar. Um, cum and blood. Yeah, I'm really excited to go this this year to see Willie again. I'm going to go see the String Cheese Incident, Willie Nelson and Bob Weir with the Wolf Brothers in Michigan. That's kind of my jam, man. I, I There's been some... I went to a lot of shows last year at Budweiser. 
and and they're kind of escaping me. But you know what? In in general, Mike, I've seen so many shows that that happens a lot. I'm gonna go see Blink 182 when this comes out. I will have seen Blink 182. Yeah, yeah. They're they're playing on Monday. Where? Uh, Scotiabank. Yeah. Yes. How many tickets you got? I actually a uh, follower of mine. Shout out Marco. Is uh has the ticket for me? Yeah. Um, I'm feeling it. <laughs> what about the Aerosmith tour? <clears throat> you go see Aerosmith? Oh, I would, but I bet you tickets are like <laughs> fucking stupid, dude. They're insane, dude. The yeah. Cheap ones are two hundred bucks. Oh. I have tickets to go see the Boss. If we actually like my my ticket, is that a Scotiabank? Yeah, yeah. He's got two nights there. Let's just go do that. I'll go do that with you. I I have four tickets to see Springsteen. Yeah, man. I heard he puts on great shows. So this is my concert so far for the summer concert series. I have Dead and Company at uh, Star Lake on June 5th with Mike. I have Dead and Company at Wrigley Field on uh, June 9th. I'm going to take my son to his first Grateful Dead show. That's so sweet. Uh, I have Offspring with Sum 41 at Darien Lake. We have Gee. tickets to go see Theo Vaughn in August uh, at the Meridian Hall. Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. The Outlaw Music Festival. Willie Nelson, Bob Weir, Wolf Brothers. And I have Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band on my docket, Mike. He fails your this time. You know the other thing I kind of want to go do is that when we are we're Young Fest this year that has like the Offspring Blink. Hey, I'm gonna buy Blink 182 tickets too for next Monday. Yeah, May 15th. Yeah, they're so cheap. Yeah, I didn't know because it's the second show, so they're not selling as hot as the first one. No, it's the staggered pricing. They were insane when they first came out. And now they've released all of the like platinums and like they're. I'm buying these right now, bro. Well, I will be there. Ah! We're gonna go on like what yeah. is like, I'm gonna have to cut this into a clip quick before Monday. <laughs> Let me make sure my flight on Monday comes back at a good time. If not, we'll go to Vegas. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm here by three forty-four. Okay, sick. Dick Belcher, this reads, I'm going to buy the tickets. <laughs> We're going to end up, uh, I know Blake's going to be there as well. So it'll be, there's, there's just probably a ton of followers that are going to be at that show. That's a big show. Did you see on the, the topic of Blink-182, did you happen to see that our sponsor Liquid Death and Travis Barker released a limited edition item recently, Mike? No. You aren't aware of this. No. Oh, this will be a great. Go into Google right now. Okay, wait, and let put, me get this ticket quick. Yeah, get your ticket. He's got his. Don't don't show your credit card though. People will they'll zoom in. It's 4K. It's 4K now, guys. So if you are listening to this and you've only been listening on Spotify, please go join us on YouTube at 710 tonight. We're going to be dropping 4K video, three camera podcast, and there's a lot better editing now that a computer does it and not me. Um, I want you to I want you to figure out on your own. This limited edition item that Liquid Death came out with recently um, with Travis Barker. It was uh, signed. And uh, once you figure out what it is, I'm going to tell you the price of it and really blow your mind. If you, if you guys are listening, you may or may not know. Maybe you want to check into this as well. It's, uh, it's, it's a weird one. And, and Liquid Death and their marketing team are geniuses. Shout out to them because they're always on the cutting edge of doing some, some awesome shit, right? Are you in the queue right now for uh, Ticketmaster? You're, you're going through the process. Don't buy the protection. Don't buy no, the insurance. No. Get, make sure they don't hit you with that. I'm not. No. Another thing that I'd like to shout out is uh, Kevin Goodman of the Tall Pines Music Festival that's happening this uh, summer in Muskoka. 
Uh, it is in Gravenhurst, I believe, at the Wharf. Uh, there's a lot of Canadian bands. Classified's going to be there. Serena Ryder, Tokyo Police Club, Blue Rodeo. Uh, shout out Kevin Goodman. I'm going to be attending the, the P- Tall Pines Music Festival this summer. So if you're listening to this, you'll have lots of time to uh, go and buy tickets. Uh, Tall Pines Music Festival. Just put it into Google. I think it's tallpinesmusicfestival.com. Uh, you're more than welcome to join me with that, Mike, if you'd like. Oh, my God. Your order is confirmed? Yeah. Screen Screenshot that. Screenshot that. Send it to me so the people Can't know. take screenshots due to security? What? Oh, I'm so happy that you said that, bro. Because months ago, I almost bought 300 <coughs> for like 400 bucks. Oh, yeah. I'm showing... I'm going to tell you that is a Mother's Day gift. What, are you walking off the podcast? You got Blink-182 tickets? <laughs> the fuck you back here? He's got to take bro. a piss? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is... Mike is geeked. He's going to see Blink-182. He didn't even look up the special edition item that they released. Reach fail short this time. <laughs> All the small things. Mike's going to sing that to himself as he's taking a piss. So what else has gone on in the world these days? It's a little bit weird out there, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Legal weed is starting to get better. I haven't really jumped into that pool yet, but uh, I've been told in good faith from a few people that it doesn't suck as much as I think it does. So there's a possibility at some point in the near future we might give it, we might dabble into it. I'm going to be a hard critic. I can't be bought, so it's going to have to be good. Um, Dead and Company did a Cornell show recently this week. I got my Nexus card. If you're not familiar with Nexus, that's so I can travel across the border um, using the James Bond Bridge in uh, Niagara Falls and not have to talk to people as much. And uh, it's a trusted traveler. That's right. I'm so happy you mentioned that you were going to the concert. And I was like, yeah, this Monday, hey, let's see what tickets are at, bro. Mike is geeked. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to dub in some footage from the concert into this uh, into this podcast for oh, the people. Jacked, That'll bro. definitely get us banned from YouTube. Yeah, she's gonna be pumped because we haven't gone to a good concert yet this year. You know, usually by now we got like one or two in the fucking bank for sure. Oh, wow! I went and saw. What have I done this year? Did I go see Papa Roach this year? Can't remember this year or last year. Cut my life into reeses. Dude, do you know how crazy the place goes when they do that song though? Oh, uh, yeah, bro. That's their song, bro. They I, I went and saw Papa Roach <laughs> just to see that song. Full disclosure, I got there. I didn't had no idea who Hollywood Undead was. Apparently they're really popular. Uh, and I, I I said to the person beside me, I am only here to hear that. That's what I'm here for. It was in Detroit. I went and saw them at like the a, a Fox Theater, like a very awesome venue that's cool in itself, right? I think it was Fox Theater. And yeah, cut my life into pieces. The place goes fucking. This is my last return. Oh yeah, goes insane. Dude, that's goes so insane. hilarious. Cut my life. Dude, it's because of that fucking cut my life into dude that's just the way that he yells it's like it's the angst in that song is so real yes (laughs) everybody at some point in their life felt like cut my dude they all felt that it's so good stupid papa roach yeah they're playing at casino rama this summer too (laughs) let's just go over that song 
We should go see Papa Roach again just for that song. But we only we missed most of the show just to come in. Dude, work. there was a lot of songs that I was like, okay, like I, I have no idea what any of this is. And they of course saved that for the end. You know, like and and Buddy goes insane. He's still got green hair or blue hair or whatever the fuck he's doing, you know what I mean? That's funny, man. Yeah. It was it was a good show, man. And you know what? That's a, still a show that like you can get twenty five dollars tickets to Papa Roach. Hell yeah! It's not a, it's not a it's not an expense. Man, concert tickets are getting really expensive. Like the cheapest tickets are a hundred bucks. Would you just pay for Blink One Eight Two tickets? One thirty eight. But I, I'm in section one eighteen. So I'm right there. Are you? That's is that a little behind the stage? No, stay just next to that section. Okay. Okay. So there's like side stage, behind stage, and then there's next to it. Um, fifty cent. Just went on sale. He's coming to Budweiser stage oh, on his yeah? on his yeah on his like anniversary teaching. But here's a here's a here's a little fact for you. Yeah, Fifty Cent is doing a Budweiser stage, and he has a seated floor. He's jumped over that line now. Wow! Not a GA floor for Fifty Cent. I went and saw Wu Tang and Nas last summer. That's got to be up there on the on the uh, on the list too. And it was a seated floor. And I, and I thought to myself, these are some of my favorite rappers. <laughs> I'm old now because when I go and see these concerts that used to have rowdy fucking audiences, man, and I'm the young person. I'm the younger person at the Nas Wu-Tang show. You know what I mean? Like, there's some are younger people than me, but, like, I'm at 39. I'm maybe, well, maybe probably average age because there's definitely people that are older than me there. You know what I mean? Bro, 50 Cent, huh? 50 Cent has a seated GA. And he has a tour at Budweiser stage this summer. Lawns are obviously, obviously, where everybody that's cool goes to the lawn anyway. But um, wow, <laughs> the party's on the lawn, right, bro? These platinum tickets are no joke, bro. How much is the fifty cent platinum ticket right now? Five hundred bucks? No, more. Eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks for platinum seats, dude. I paid eight hundred dollars a seat to see the last ACC Tragically Hip concert from the second row. That's pretty great. That's worth every penny, though. That's worth every fucking penny. That's good. And that and, and putting into consideration, that was also, what, 2014, 2016? That was, that, was, that was before the jump, man. I don't know when it happened, but concert tickets went through the roof. I think it was COVID. I think that the, the lack of touring through COVID, when we came back from COVID, tickets were insane. Yeah, those Pro Jam tickets would have been way more than 95 bucks or whatever the fuck I paid. 100%. Dude, they actually were. Because if you, what happened was is a lot of people gave their tickets back, right? Oh, the only yeah. two tickets that I kept were Pearl Jam and Rage Against the Machine. I've said this before. Yeah, I kept Rage Against the Machine. I, that's right. I gave back all my tickets because I didn't know what I needed to do with that money. Yeah. But I wasn't going to sit in that queue again for yeah. none of those motherfuckers. No. And uh, they sold for more. Like when they came back on sale and they reannounced the dates, they sold for more for the Pearl Jam tickets. Actually. I know day of my Pearl Jam tickets were worth about two fifty, and I paid yeah like ninety bucks for them. Yeah, I had second row center uppers. I I tend to go in the first couple rows, um, upper level when I buy tickets to concerts. You like it, eh? I just like not having anybody in front of me. Like if I can get first row or second, same with hockey. If I'm gonna go see a Leaf game or if I'm gonna go and see like a Habs game or I'm gonna pay money to go see a game. I usually try to be center ice, first three rows, upper level. I don't I don't like to go down, you know, it's a little too prissy for me. I like to be with the people up top and and you get a better perspective I think of of the of the ice. We're going to get Blink-182 merch. Um I will definitely buy a Blink-182 poster if it exists. 
Mm, I'll probably buy a boot. I, I'm a proponent of the bootleg T-shirts, which also have been not as like bootleg outside, like guy in the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lady that knows me, like me and her have a relationship. ACC lady. Uh, uh yeah. Well, no, she's also at Budweiser stage. There used to be an old dude there too that like had really scraggly like skullet gray hair. Skullet gray hair. Yeah, I think I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, and like I remember, you used to be able to get uh you know two for thirty pretty easily, and then the price of t-shirts at a concert went to sixty five, eighty dollars, and now these people are pretty hard on their thirty bucks, forty, sometimes even forty bucks, bro. For bootleg. Bootleg Barbara Streisand. You know they the right market. Hell yeah, bro. And uh, actually, when I saw Ozzy the last time Ozzy performed, apparently Ozzy might perform. Like he's performing that crazy concert in California. Have you heard about that one? It's like Metallica, oh, yeah, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, you had to spend like four days waiting in a queue. Yeah, it, it AC, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Ozzy, and then I think there's two other bands that are fucking ridiculous. It's like it might be the most stacked rock show i've ever seen in my life sloan in the trues <laughs> it's not not, <laughs> not them be they, sloan in the <laughs> one of those may be at tall pines music festival <laughs> in Greenhurst, though. i'm not sure i'm other earth there actually no nah. no nah, not into that um, i never liked that sound that that 90s like much music Edwin? after 10 o'clock sound you're not a big shiny tunes guy no 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 you got out of the trail you didn't do treble charger no. i mean yeah i guess i did like what's a good treble charger song that you can think of off the top of your head didn't that uh, American American? Uh, yeah, that's how far you go to be another American psycho. Yeah, yeah. American psycho yeah. never wrote a magazine. Take a magazine. Wish I never knew your name. I think that what happened because if, if if you know Canadian music, which this has basically been the Canadian Music Week fucking episode, uh, the Canadian Music Week episode. <laughs> I know. Um, the person that signed some forty one, who sounds exactly like what you just did, was the guy from Triple Charger. Now I know how far you'd go. Tell me that doesn't sound like a Sum 41. Show American Psycho. Sounds like a Sum 41 song, doesn't it? <laughs> there was a bunch of that. Remember Gob? Dude, Gob's coming. Actually, Gob is opening for Papa Roach. No! Yeah! Dude! <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gob is opening for Papa Roach. Gob has like one of the best songs in that era, which was the zombie song. Uh, what was it again? Oh, man. Oh, uh, we'll pull it up. Gob's a great Canadian Gob. band too. We we got to give some props to Gob. <laughs> Fuck Gob, yeah, dude. man. Fuck. What was it? I mean, Gob did a did a crazy. Uh, they did the Paint It Black Rolling Stones cover. Man, they do the song with the zombies and they're playing soccer and they're like, "If you just give me the name, it'll come right to me." I'm trying to find. Ah, uh, here it is. No, I'm not gonna give you the name, but I'll I'll play it. Oh, you know what? Let me see if I can do this again because. There it is. I hear you calling, bro. That's all That's I it. needed. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. There's the zombies. Oh, man. This is much music. Eight in the morning before I go to school. <laughs> this is another one of those civil charge events. Yeah. Yeah, God, and man. And if you guys don't know, that chorus is fire because he goes like, oh, I hear you calling, calling for me out in the night, and I feel it, and it's so it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so good. You're like, I got it. All right, if I can get it clean, oh, I can get it clean now. All right, can let's you? get it clean. Yeah, let's get it clean. You got to get that chorus, bro. Oh, yeah. Woo. There you go. Fuck YouTube and their copyright infringements. So we're not getting paid anyway. Bro, 
We're not getting paid anyway, people. We do this for love of the game. You know it's two hours deep, hey, Mike? <laughs> Are we getting into our mic? Yeah. We're start pulling out the gob. Yay. <laughs> Dude, that's such a fucking unique niche band. Like, if you were just alive at the right time and enjoying much music at the right time in your life as a teenager, you got a little gob in your life, you know? That's gobs. That's it. That's gob. That's right gob. Yeah, yeah. If we go watch them, we're gonna go watch them and Papa Roach each for one song each. Dude, you guy, here you call floor, it. Floor seats. Floor seats. Just here you call freak it. Freak the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely man. They used to play Warp Tour basically every year. Gob. They were hey, one of the side stages. You. I could was see about them. to say, bro, Warp Tour doesn't have it without Gobs and the Treble Chargers and the. All those other weird bands, bro, that we named on the show today. Rest in peace, the Warp Tour, man. That's another era. Like the good, I'm talking good Warp Tour, Dude. the prime Warp Tour, because Warp Tour went until like just like last year, or the year before. But that wasn't the real Warp no, Tour. No, Warp Tour, like I'm talking prime Warp Tour era is like '97. It's not even the Vans Warp Tour anymore, is it? Uh, yeah, I think it still was. Wow, Van's still running that. Huh? I think that I think it still was at the end. See, I mean, I haven't been to Warp Tour since probably like 2002. So yeah, Warp Tour that I went to would be grade nine, grade ten. So that's 2004. So Molson Park. Outside. Yeah, Molson Park. Um, I mean, really cool at the time. Still had a lot of skateboarding like involved with it. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it still had that energy that when you got there, you're like, cool. My Warp Tour. We watched Sum 41. Watched Billy Talent. Like you know yeah. what I mean? It was those were the bands. Yeah. The Sum 41s, the Billy there Talents. Was always, like, there was always, there was always, there was always your uh, your strung outs, your no effectses, your me first in the gimme. Gimmies. I never went to that stage. That's all the same stage. Every single band that you just said right now would have been like your like punk stage at fucking Ford at like nine o'clock on a Thursday night, and it would have been a great show. That just wasn't my stage. My stage was the Canadian rock stage, so it would have been Sam Roberts going into Billy Talent, going into Sum 41. Kind of like that's uh, literally that sounds an actual, like an edge fest. To that's me. literally. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I might be mixing up edge fest. You think you're mixing up edge fest? <laughs> yeah, the, bro. the best, the best edge fest ever, and I don't care what anyone says. I will fight over this. The best edge fest ever was 1999. Oh, I wasn't around. Goddamn it! Wide mouth Mason, Silver Chair, Huge. Eve Six, Hole, Foo Fighters. Wow. Uh, who else was on that? That's like learn to fly Foo Fighters too. So it's that's like, I've told this story. That's when I crashed into Dave Grohl's crowd, crowd surfing. They had a catwalk out into the crowd, hilarious. and he put a mic stand right at the edge of the catwalk, right at the very end of the catwalk, and he was playing Monkey Wrench. That's sick. the era, and he was fucking hammering it. And I I was in my crowd surfing. Throw me up. I'm ready to go. Which I thought about doing at Rage Against the Machine and and knew better then. And there wasn't as many people crowd surfing. There was, but not as many as there was. In in the late 90s um and i crowd surfed right into dave grohl he stepped out of the way for me so like i kind of like and hit the mic stand he picked the mic stand up and obviously the security's trying to rush you down the catwalk and i look back and he looked back at me and gave me the fucking thumbs like up party on dude. yeah like, dude like like respect and just fucking kept monkey like just fucking kept going into the chorus of monkey wrench and it was like you know it's like one of those things that we didn't have cell phones in that point in time we didn't have like I used to take a fucking roll a disposable roll up camera and I would crowd surf up and, and and take pictures as I was crowd surfing to get good shots of bands. That's hilarious. And uh, but like you know that's a, a memory that I have that like in this day and age 
would be like a, a viral video. Guy, watch this man as he crashes into Dave Grohl on stage. Especially if it was from my point of view of me crowd surfing into Dave Grohl and then turning around and being like, and him, you know, like, like giving you one of these and just keeps rocking. You know, out. T truth be told, is is that he probably would have took the phone from me and did the like thing that they do. You know, what I mean, like. How many times have you seen that where, like, now a rock star, they're so used to performing, and, and you hear some of them that are old-school rock stars that don't like to do it, uh, where they're they're just performing to lights now, right? It's like, they don't even put a lighter up anymore. You can put your cell phones up. I, I am one of those people. I put my cell phone up when it's time to do one of those songs. Yeah, everyone does. But, like, you, you're, if you're, you look at the front row now, and the people that have waited hours and hours and hours to get to those front row rail riders, as they're called in the dead, right on the rail... They're so like they're just they just have their phones like this. You can get clear video of almost any concert now. You know what I mean? Like then you go and you look at like I found a video this week of Hole perform oh, yeah. performing in Toronto in 1991, and it's like somebody's dubbed it off of a VHS. They found at Goodwill. True story. Damn, it, for real? Yeah, somebody in like Virginia Beach, the U.S. Uh, I think it was like last year, but I just I just came across it had a 1991 whole concert. Do you remember World of Posters on Young Street where they'd sell bootleg fucking VHSs of, of shows, right? Dude, I don't respect anybody who grew up in Toronto who didn't, who doesn't <laughs> own one thing or didn't own a couple. What I owned from World of Posters wasn't posters. It was T-shirts. T-shirts, of course, yeah. Okay. They sold, the head, they had sold everything in there, man. I, Bro, I, and then the place under it was the head shop that, yeah. dude, it was the crazy, it was wall-to-wall -wall papers, blunts, skis, pipes, Fake Incense, IDs. Fake IDs, bro. T-shirts, posters. Man, that fucking... Oh, man. Toronto is so fucking shit now. <laughs> man, when I was younger, bro, you'd grab like 50 bucks from your parents. You'd beg them, please. I'm going out with my friends. We're going to go watch a movie. We're going to go do this. For 50 bucks, you would go to World Posters. You'd buy like a fucking weed Bob Marley shirt. You'd get a poster and you'd go all your day. Then you'd go eat some fucking buzzing place downtown. You'd eat McDonald's or you'd go, you know, whatever the fuck it was. And you'd find your way to Cineplex. You'd watch a movie and with your fucking last 10 bucks, you know, you'd fucking buy a burger and you'd get yourself home. And that was your 50 bucks with your Bob Marley shirt and your fucking little weed pipe and your sublime poster. Man, Toronto was so cool, man. Like, I, I'm sad that my daughter will never get to experience that cool. Like, world of posters, bro. Queen Street. And there is an era, Queen Street, where you had, like, So Hip It Hurts across from, like... Bro, not Black Sheep. What Black Market. It? Black Market. Black Market Vintage is back, by the way. Wow. I believe in the original location. Queen John or whatever the fuck. Right, right near Rep Much Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, dude, Speaker's Corner. That was a fucking that 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 strip there. Man, that friendly stranger back in the day. Still does, but I don't know if it's still like you know. It's not hip. what it was, dude. No, it's not hip. Oh man, there's the sex place, your pleasure, or whatever the fuck it is, with the little. Further down people. the road, you have the Bovine Sex Club, right? Oh, classic, man. Mm -hmm. That man, Queen Street, right there, was so cool, bro. And it was. If you jumped up, you could go down into Kensington, man. You know, off Dundas, bro. Like you know, off Dundas, obviously you have to go north. This is these are east west running streets, but. Dude, man, Toronto was hip. I worked at Kensington Market for four years of my life. It was the greatest four years of my life. Met the coolest fucking people. Man, eventually the like the Cess guy, like man, people don't ever get tricked. You could buy weed from any from any of those Jamaican guys. You just have to know how to talk to them. You come up, and you're like, hey guys, can I get some pot? No, no. <laughs>
I made that point in a previous podcast that like there's a lot of people that call themselves weed connoisseurs right now that would never have got weed back in the day. Bro, you had to walk up to those guys and tell them where you were from. Yo, I'm from uh, I'm claim from your hood. Europe, I'm from European Meats, but I grew up. I'm from Toronto. I grew up in the West Side, but I work here at European Meats. You work at European Meats with that Jewish people? Yeah, you're like yeah, man. I work over there at European Meats. What's your background? Italian boy? And you're like no, nah, man. I'm Portuguese. Ah, yeah, guys, all right. What you need? And that's it. And that's it. You were in. Grew up in the West Side, but I work over here, bro. Yeah, what are you? They see you enough times around. They see you enough times walking around, man. Bro, the trick was to come get the weed in your fucking skivs. In, yeah. your, in your work clothes. In your work clothes. Work clothes. Okay, because now they know you work in the market. And, and you would just, bro, I know other guys in the, you know, I know other guys are getting it. And I said, bro, the guy would go back and he'd bring you sass. Real guys, guys, real brick of sass. And a half quarter is the size of a nickel. <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> impressed. You're like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, take it, break it up. You're going to see, bro, roll it up, five, six giants. And you're like, nah, five, six joints. Like, roll it up, man. You'll see. And he'd go and you put this little brick of sass in a grinder. And it it would literally break up to so much weed that you were like, how? How did how, that happen? How was this all in there? It was compressed in a fucking vice. Bro, it was nuts. It's all, it was all jail bales, bro. Bro, the, a half quarter, I'm not even kidding, man. The size of a sugar cube. <laughs> yeah, it was all jail bales. And it get you ripped. Yeah. That was the secret to that cess, too. Get you fucking work any, ripped. Any, that's, that's the thing about weed is, is that somewhere along the lines, we're all like, oh, it has to look a certain way and has to taste a certain way. Yeah. Bro. I smoked some weed in the Dominican Republic once. That was some black ass, seedy, stemmy, cess weed. Fucking looked like it was cured underground. And boy, did that shit fuck me up. The bro. local THC is nothing to fuck with, bro. Bro, cured. Yeah, bro. Man, like local honey. You grow weed in your backyard, bro, get you higher than any weed. It's fucked, man. The weed, I, I only grew successful outdoor one year. Every other year, I've had powder mildew or I've had some little weird issue where I, I give up. Around let's say September. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard here it's in this hard. climate. Yeah, this yeah. Climate, you have to have the certain strains, or uh, you have to be growing for extra. You're right. The strain helps. I had two sturdy strains that did not take on powder mildew, that did not care about extra moisture, and that took really well to um, clipping. But bro, you know, like that weed got me so high that I would have to. I would tell D, like I tell my wife, I'd be like, man, I'm fucking ripped. That homegrown fuck. I gave most of it away near the end. I smoked so much, I don't want no more. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like I've smoked like a pound of this. Well, it's also less head. handled, less fucked with, less like there's so you know more, a little more time put into it, hand trimmed. I did know? enjoy the terpene growth throughout the uh, curing experience. Like at first it was so leafy and weedy, grassy, grassy, very greeny, yeah. greeny, and then within a month or two of being in jars and just being burped once burped in a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. bro, the smell had gone from like outdoorsy to like a pungent grapefruity, citrusy. You're like, wow, this is me. I did this. This is nice. I don't generally smoke flour. To be honest with you, I think I smoke more flour on this podcast than, than you do during your week than right? I do any other time. And uh, I still have weed that's like, you know, like weed goes bad in my house. Flower, flower expires. It doesn't, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it kind of does because it gets brown. Once it, it gets it, to that brown level, you're like, ugh. But that shit'll coach lock you. I can't do the taste. I can do it in a bong, I guess, if nobody tells me. Yeah. I can't smoke a joint of brown weed. No, 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 no. But I smoke. If I'm smoking, I smoke blondes. So it fucking hides everything anyway. Are we gonna end this podcast? Is there anything we want to talk about? I still got beef with Link Air. They haven't given me my money. Which Fuck is them. nuts. Day 30. Yeah, it's like day 30 now. Still haven't got my refund. 
Oh, the other thing is, is that they, this is a cool though. You know how my flight was like 60 bucks? Yeah. They have to pay me because they delayed it. So right now they're telling me they're going to pay me $125. So you're like making money for flying links there? For getting stuck in the Toronto airport all, all fucking day. But all I did was edit the podcast, so mini flute mini flute mini flute do you want to try these chips before we go they're here we should eat them man they're no. limited edition save them for next week oh you know how that works i bring something new man I'm they've so already been full. on the camera i won't be able to you enjoy didn't them. eat the twinkies either that's good leave them oh you're gonna have to take them home with you no i can't take, take them to the kid i can't take twinkies home i'm, I'm looking slim this week beck was really concerned about what he didn't like his camera angle last week no yeah i sent it to him he was like man i look fat and i've been in the gym so much i had to cut it <laughs> i'm putting you on blast back because i know you listen all right guys this has been the po- uh, snacks to life podcast we just sit here we talk shit we're gonna end it with some beck beef <laughs> beck i know you love I me i love the way that ended you're like beck i know you're listening you, you, you said you look fat all right we're out of here. beck i know you love me and uh, you're gonna love this guys you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have it. The snacks of life. The snacks of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the snacks of life. The snacks of life. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the Snacks of Life podcast. We want to thank our new longtime sponsor, Canamatch.ca. Are you looking for somebody to get high with? Canamatch.ca wants to help you find Mr. Wright or Mrs. 420. Thank you so much for listening. I've been comedian Mike Rita. This has been the Snack Man. Thanks so much. Shout out to Liquid Death, great Canadian meat. Guys, you can find us next Friday on the 710s. Peace out. Yeah.